All right, guys. Welcome to a special edition of Black DeMarco's Community <laughs> Podcast. Um, I'm going to tell you what this episode is about and why I'm doing it in just a second. First, I want to introduce my friend Leah Garrett. Hey, hey. Who is a local artist and Hello. just all around artist. I mean, like she's working on some music, but she also, you, you paint. And that's real. <laughs> I think you, I saw you were building a garden too, right? Yeah, yeah I do lots of, well. Yeah. Like hobbies, keep keeping busy. Just just a general creative person, <laughs> and um, an aspiring aspiring engineer. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's like you know really where your heart lies. That's true. So um, a little housekeeping. Um, I did drop a single two days ago. Um, Fire. I, yeah, thank you. Uh, I've gotten some really nice feedback from you guys, um, and I really do appreciate that. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you for streaming my first guitar, and there will be more music soon. Um, and with all that being said, uh, this might seem a little silly at first, <laughs> but like I don't really think it's that silly, and I'm going to do my very best to lay out the case on why I don't think this is funny or a joke. Um, around, I don't know, 9 o'clock last night, Kanye West, Louis Vuitton Don, Kanye to the went on Twitter and announced that he was um, he was throwing his hat in the ring for the 2020 presidential election, and you know all the music outlets were reporting on it, and I think everybody at this point is kind of writing it out, writing it off as a joke. Um, this year has been wild enough to where I don't think anything is a joke. Let me start by saying that. Good point. Um. And I think I've followed Kanye West in his career long enough to know that he definitely thinks that he can be president. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But um, in the immediate, I, I think that Kanye West is a, he's enough of a cultural icon to where, I don't think he can win the presidency this time around, but I absolutely think that he has, he has the cultural currency to impact the election in a way that is not favorable. I think that just mathematically speaking, if for some reason he were able to make an, any, any any kind of dent into the Electoral College, which we're going to get into that too, um, it would overwhelmingly favor Donald, Donald Trump. And I don't want to see that happen again. I don't want to deal with another four years of this. I don't know if we can afford it. Um, and it kind of gave me flashbacks to 2015 when Donald Trump announced that he was going to run for president because I thought that was a joke. And here we are in 2020, five years later from his announcement, and we realize, oh, yeah, this definitely wasn't a fucking joke, and it's actually kind of scary. We have fucked up. Yeah, we fucked up big time. So we've seen this movie before, and, like, I don't want us to make this mistake again. Okay. So let's get into... The, the, the practical feasibility of this, right? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. Sorry, guys. It's important. Oh, shit, that's the computer. Oh, that's the worst. Apple, man, they got us go. by the fucking okay. balls. All right, all right, let's do it again. Sorry, 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 sorry. No worries, no worries. Okay, so this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. Practicalities. The, 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 the first thing is whether or not Kanye West can actually run for president this late in the game. Mm-mm. Had you looked into that at all? So, okay, I'm going to let you tell me what you found out. The short answer is yes. 
Okay. The short answer is yes. And this, this, this is the skinny of it. Um, the, 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 the major party nominations are already locked up. The deadlines for the Democratic Party and the Republican Party um, have already passed. And the, the, the nominations have been secured by Joe Biden and Donald Trump, respectively. Obviously, Donald, I mean, Kanye West isn't going to run as a major party candidate. He's going to go independent. The deadlines for getting on the ballot in the United States are, you know, it, it's different from state to state. For 42 out of 50 states, the deadline hasn't passed yet. I think out of the out of the 42 the 42 states that are still open for getting on the ballot, I think the like the earliest deadline is maybe July 15th. The latest deadline I think extends well into September. He has plenty of time to get on plenty of ballots if he's really serious about this, right? And the barrier to entry, and you can look all this up if you Google ballot access laws, you have access to all this information on how an independent candidate can get on the ballot in any given state. The barrier of entry is relatively low. If you file paperwork with the FEC, the barrier, the, the thresholds that you have to cross are one of two things. Either you have to get a number of petitions, like you, you have to get people to sign a petition, a petition to see you on the ballot, um, or you pay a fee. So in the state of Tennessee, for example. You know what the fee is? The fees range anywhere from, I think, like in Oklahoma, it's really, really high. It's like 30 grand, okay. which isn't a problem for Kanye West. <laughs> or is it? I don't know. He, I mean, he, hell, I don't know what his finances are like, but he's been running around talking about he's a billionaire. He just signed this fucking deal with Gap. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in Oklahoma, for example, the, Oklahoma has the highest fee to pay your way onto the ballot in the United States is around 30 something thousand dollars. Like I said, you can look all this shit up. I yeah. stayed up all night looking this shit up. Love that about you. In the state of Tennessee, the fee to get on the ballot is 200 bucks. That is not surprising to me though. Why is that? Um, I think that Tennessee is a state where if people are voting independent, if our votes are really counting um, and we're really utilizing our vote, uh, which I'm not 100% even <laughs> on that uh, as a voter, even in that moment when people are putting independent, it's going to sway the election in a specific way because no one, the independent category, it's not, it's, they're not going to win. The candidate is not going to win. Mm. The green candidate, the independent candidate, you know, like what are, what are we doing here? We got to have that conversation of like where we're at and, polarized politics and the fact that, you know, as much as it actually hurts me in my soul to be in a place such, with such polarized politics, it is where we live now. Um, when you vote independent, there is a, a certain level of, you know, theory that you're voting for whoever you don't want to vote for. Yeah. So in this case, you know, let's say you don't want to vote for Trump and you vote independent. And also like, you know, I'm a, I identify as a woman. She, she pronouns it <laughs> over her. Um, and I've had so many conversations with women that are so, I mean, people in general that are not stoked to vote for Biden, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, shocker, whatever. Um, so they feel obligated to not vote for someone who, you know, could be a rapist. And they are everywhere. They are growing rapists in our backyards somehow there and everything and literally i think that's a great platform just to go off of if kanye can stand up and be like i don't touch kids you yeah know? so let's talk about that for a second because it, that that's something that's really concerning to me about this is that you have 
two two old dudes, two old white dudes, two old white wealthy dudes who were immensely unpopular. And it's been like that for uh, how long? It. I mean, it's been overwhelmingly wealthy white dudes, but like I don't I don't know if there's ever been two people. Hillary Clinton was pretty unpopular, but like. Joe Biden relatively like relative like a Barack Obama or Bill Clinton is still also highly unpopular. Like I at, at a point like I was and I'm I'm not on this train anymore for a point after like the Tara Reid stuff I was like okay. So you 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 really want me to choose between two rapists? Is what you you want me to you you want me to choose between two rapists in their 70s? Mm-hmm. Is what you want me to do? And I was I was like no, I'm not going to vote. It's chill, Solomon. <laughs> Wait, what's chill? I'm just kidding. It was a joke. I'm no, sorry. It's no, it's not, not fucking. I, 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 and it, I, I changed my mind after that tear gas shit, and just to how bad this coronavirus thing has been bungled. Um, I just the the Did way you say bungled, bungled. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that a weird word? I no. You're great. That was good. It startled me for a second, and I was like, "What?" We fucked it up. We 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 dropped the ball. We bad news bears did is what we did. Um. No, um, at, at, at a point I was going to be like, you know, I I don't resonate with any of these, but I think shit is bad enough and it has the potential to get worse to where I just feel like I can't afford to not vote against Donald Trump. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Where are you on that thing? Oh, Lord. Um, mm. <laughs> I, who, prefacing, prefacing, prefacing. You are awfully diplomatic, by the way, I, in the way you speak about things. And I, I like that about you, just so you know. Um, you sound really even killed when you speak about things. Um, moving forward, I'm stalling. How am I going to vote? Um, okay. Well, what you just said, I think has a lot of weight. Um, I've talked to so many people about it. I really don't like to tell people how to vote. It really makes me uncomfortable. Um, I usually let people like ask me, right? Like you just did. I'm not going to like bring it up. Um, even around like really close, like friends who know how I'm going to vote. It's not something I'm just like trying to bring up um to be honest if i'm gonna be transparent um i think it's so important to make sure that donald trump is not in presidency another term do i think that you know these votes these absentee votes are you know ballots are gonna how are they gonna go there's so many questions we can't even it's just such an unpacking of questions but as far as i you know ideologically like i feel like i have to make a choice and the argument is, is you know, why not vote independent? Why not vote? I'm not going to vote for Kanye West. I'll say that. Uh-huh. Let's get that out of the way. Um, but it doesn't sound like you're going to vote for Joe Biden either, which if you don't, I don't blame you for not doing. Honestly, I feel like if I don't vote for Joe Biden, the consequences. And also, is this even narcissistic? Some people think that these votes are, you know, like throwing, you know, rocks out of a fucking window and I don't blame these people for not not having faith in this system that's egregiously failed them on literally every account. When you say you're throwing rocks out of the window, what do you mean? I just mean a lot of people feel like their vote doesn't count and oh, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what they do and it doesn't matter if they vote or not, it's just gonna get, you know, fucked. But what? I feel like if I don't vote for Biden, I feel like if I don't go for a Democratic candidate, um that in five you know, another five years I don't it, it sounds extreme, but we're looking at militarized police right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking at a president that's, quote unquote, the looting starts, the shooting starts. You know, this is becoming a, is it's a chaos president. It is a futile mm-hmm. state. It it is absolutely what we do not want to happen. And as power and money continue to 
pour into specific places. Like we were talking about, you know, the biggest fear is like these candidates that are coming out, you know, are they, are they Bezos's candidates? <laughs> like, are, is that a world that we will soon live in? Yeah. But I do hold honestly immense guilt mm-hmm. about voting for Biden. Yeah. And meet, and I think this is indicative of what the problem is because you, 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 you got the scary dude in Donald Trump. Right. You got the racist, authoritarian, fascist, you whatever word you want to throw at it, who's also just wildly incompetent. So you've got that dude. Then you've got the status quo dude who is beholden to corporate interests, who is uninterested in making any kind of systematic or fundamental changes to make life easier for working people. The dude that I think we have credible evidence to say sexually assaulted one of his staffers. I'm talking about Tara Reid. We have the dude who is clearly mentally declining. And when you have that dichotomy of two bad choices, now we're, we're at this point where somebody is positioning themselves as a potential third option. And if it were like, you know, like just your regular run-of-the-mill politician, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. But what we're having is somebody with immense cultural capital and money. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people who think that, 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 that Kanye can do no wrong. He's the end-all, be-all of culture. There are plenty of people that will vote for Kanye West just to see Kim Kardashian be the first lady. There will be people that vote for Kanye West because they think it's fucking funny. There will be people that vote for Kanye West. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. There will be people that vote for Kanye West because they literally don't know what else the fuck to do. This whole system is just a completely slow and dry mindfuck. I mean, go, literally, the energy and stamina it takes one to have these conversations with people of any age. I'm not even. I'm not even talking because I'm not. I'm not ignorant to the fact that I hang out with people that are like minded. I, I you know can say and I do try to hear people out that have different opinions, but I'm obviously influenced by my peer group, mm-hmm. um, and man, I just the stamina it takes to have these conversations, even with people that believe the same things that I do. You know, it's a long fucking game, and we have to have all of these specific roadblocks in our way with the pandemic. And, you know, it's just like, oh, Jesus, you still have to get up and do it. And then you have to convince someone that it's worth doing right now, Mm -hmm. which is like, I mean, honestly, difficult. I try, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's their decision. Yeah, no, I, like I said, this, this shit is not a joke. And like, I think right now it looks like a joke. But like, just like you lay it out, especially when you say there are people that will vote for Kanye because they don't know what else to do. Like, you know, I don't think anybody's ever seen the world fall apart in the way that it's falling. You apart voted for right Kanye now. West in 2020. How many people you want to tell that? How many people do you? How many casual conversation? Not to mention, okay, but this is why I'm disappointed. I'm going to use a heavy word. <laughs> I am disappointed in Kanye because I um, <clears throat> am a huge Kanye West fan. Uh-huh. All right, let's just. <laughs> I feel like I should be so transparent in that moment. But do I agree with a lot of who agrees with all the things Kanye says and does? No one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the ideal, you know, he's a clearly, clearly narcissistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think at this point he's, I, I don't know, I'd probably be a little narcissistic too if I was Kanye West. Does that justify it? Absolutely not. Is he an incredible producer? Am I a huge fan of his music? Yes, 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 yes. But this is a absolute 100% distraction. Mm-hmm. You are. What do you want? What are you your platforms? What what is it? Because could you have put your money and time into maybe someone that you knew mm-hmm. would do a good job? Mm-hmm. Like you 
there are people, and we again, we talked about this already, there are people in the same world where people are shitting in the street yeah, mm-hmm. and getting, kids are dying mm-hmm. of, you know, diarrhea. And the, we live here. This is not, we don't live there, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not that far away. You can go a few miles in each direction from where we live and there will be, you know, a pretty decent homeless population Mm. yeah so it's like we are living in a world where those people can exist and then people like can have as much money as they do Mm -hmm. jeff bezos kanye too i mean (laughs) kanye isn't like jeff bezos rich but just like we were talking about elon and jeff bezos like the other night kanye west's material interests are at odds with yours and mine and like i I look he, he got some bops i like his music too I don't trust him, and I don't think that he, he. In no way do I trust Kanye West. We've never met, and even in a in a <laughs> in a. I mean, like I trust that his next. I mean, okay, we. I can't. I can't get into his music right now because, like, that's just a whole side thing. But I mean, his last album was a gospel record. What? I not my favorite. I get it was like one of the best. I'm gonna put this in air quotes. Best gospel records ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I in no way know him personally. I do not ascribe to knowing celebrities or feeling like just because I love someone's music, I like know them because we clearly don't know these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of cycle back around for a second, I, and because I, I, I do want to like hammer in the point, I do not think this is a joke. Yeah. Um, the the one saving grace would be if he's not really serious about this. And I have no reason to believe that he's not serious. As, as, as of right now, he hadn't filed the paperwork with the FEC, but he has plenty of time to do it. Okay, that's number one. That makes it even more fucking egregious. I know. I, I, I think that he's serious about doing this. I don't think that he, he cares about impact in the world. I think that he cares about himself. Because What do you think about the rumors that he's been involved in the whole only reason that he was even involved with the whole Trump thing is, you know, Kim and him were trying to get Man. people off death row. Well, it's, okay, so... Kim Kardashian, for whatever reason, she she does seem like she's she's pushing more and more into this this prison reform thing because they, you know, they were at, at one point allegedly they were involved with talks with Donald Trump about prison reform. I don't think they went anywhere, but she's she she just got signed to a podcast deal, an exclusive podcast deal with Spotify to do a podcast on prison reform. Really? Yeah. So for one reason or another, it, it seems like that's a a, a cause that's um important to her right um i'm not mad yeah, about look, it i'm just telling you that that's they're they're positioning themselves that way as far as this whole you know i call it the maga loss weekend because yeah. he was just he was all about donald trump for a little bit it was i mean it was like a fucking obvious if, if it was something it was a wear my fucking hat and, yeah. and I, say my fucking name i think that he was serious let me start by saying i don't think that it was a i i don't think that it was a, a joke uh, not a joke i don't think it was a ploy in order for him to have access to the president. And I'm going to tell you why. Because everybody forgot about the time that he reappropriated the Confederate flag. Oh, I did not forget about that. And put it on the fucking bomber jacket. I I think that in his mind, he thought he was being subversive. I think that when Donald Trump won the presidency, being a billionaire known for being outrageous and an entertainer, he was like, oh, well, fuck, I can do it too. Um. God, but is he, is he only a product of society? Are we the reason this is happening? Like, that's what that's what bothers me is like, mm-hmm. he's just, he is so much of things like this, I feel like, are a production of what people want to see happen. I think to a degree that's true. To a degree, I think it's true. Yeah, I, I we, we, I mean, so I, I always like with, with Donald Trump, for example, 
my parents used to love The Apprentice, and I thought The Apprentice was the dumbest fucking thing in the world. I thought it was so stupid. But my my mom and dad, this is and this is this is like before he got into the political arena. Mm. But like when when Donald Trump was just a reality TV show star. My parents loved The Apprentice, and I was like, "Why the fuck are y'all watching this?" And I, I'm like, "I'm not a big reality TV show person, right?" Mm. So then they, they didn't Shocker. they didn't turn on Donald Trump until Barack Obama started running for president, and Donald Trump started doing this whole birther campaign where he's like, "God, yeah. fucking Jesus!" That's why when he ran, I was like, "This shit's real." I didn't think it was a joke for a second. I, I was like terrified. They're the same dude. Kanye and Trump are the same dude. They're, they're, they're the same Ooh, dude. Radical they're, statement. They're, they're entertainer billionaires. With with massive egos, does Trump have a billion dollars though? N- not liquid, but that. But you know they they're, yeah. they're 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 he. I think he probably overstates his wealth, but they're high net worth individuals, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you know they they both have a propensity to. If you tell them you, I, you can't do this, they find a way to do it. And as far as Kanye West as a creator, I think that's one of his strengths. When he starts entering the political arena, I think that it is an existential threat. Is what I think. Let me walk you through some things, okay? Check this out. Do it. I did a deep dive of my, some of my favorite Kanye West stories. I'm holding on for dear fucking life. So, there is this, he, you know, he, 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 I think he had a record deal. He wasn't necessarily like a famous rapper. There's a rapper named Hot Carl. His, his birth name is Jensen Carp. I think he's like an L.A. bar owner now. Okay. But he wrote a book back in 2016 called uh, Kanye West Owes Me $300 and Other True Stories from a White Rapper Who Almost Made It. Okay, that's the name of the book. And it has a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes stories with Kanye West. And, like, you might already be aware of this, but, like, Kanye was a producer first. He was, he was making a lot of beats, mm-hmm. you know. And... I mean, I want to say some dangerous things, like... Oh, go for it. Say something he, dangerous. His production, to me, is, like, almost more valuable than I, him I, as a rapper. I think, I, no, I think a lot of people like would agree. And I, I like, hate to quantify that talent. Like, I'm honestly, like, I hate that I just said that, but I, I feel called to say that I think he is a powerful producer. And yeah. I think people forget that. And I think he, he busted out, like, fucking five albums, you know, a couple years ago. Granted, they all only had, like, seven songs on them. I'm mm-hmm. not hating. I'm just saying. No, I, I agree. I think Kanye, uh, his, his... Nas uh, hadn't put out an album in 12 years. Okay, I'm not going to get into Nas. I like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I Can I just tell you? I'm so sorry. We're going to get no, right no, back no, on no, this. Go, no, right no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. But when you, <laughs> when you were talking shit about J. Cole, <laughs> I lost my shit. When you're just like, nobody wants to use shit except work out. I died. And I was like, wow, I wonder what death J. Cole would feel in his soul to hear someone say that and be like, none of your deep shit is shit. We want to fucking shake well, I ass. Just, I, and like, so I, but I wasn't like. <laughs> you were passionate about this. I just, I, the, the, I loved the, it. The point that I was trying to make was you shouldn't make artists feel bad about making stuff that's fun. You see what I'm saying? Because, like, just to recap this whole story, mm-hmm. J. Cole had signed with Jay-Z, and he, I think he was he was on J. Cole's label for, I don't know, 18 months, maybe two years, but they wouldn't give him an album release because they couldn't find a single. They couldn't find a radio single. Mm-hmm. So he was trying and trying and trying to make a radio single, and he finally made one. He made Workout. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, this is the one. Mm-hmm. And... The, the label liked it. They mm-hmm. put it out as a radio thing. But, but but keep in mind, he signed a Jay-Z's label. 
and Jay-Z beat Nas in the rap beef back in the 90s. Mm, and I, yeah. So I think this is part of what happened. But he, J. Cole looks up to Nas. Right. And he wanted to make Nas happy. Nas heard Workout mm. and was horrified. Mm-hmm. And in turn, J. Cole was horrified because he, in J. Cole's own words, he let Nas down. And I'm like, okay, Nas has the Illmatic. And just like you said, he hadn't come out with an album in 12 years, but like Nas has one album that we care about. Yo. He, All right. Like, in, 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 the, in the broader, in the broader, like, I, I swear to God, you go, you, you go to like any greatest albums list of all time. Illmatic is on most of them, but it's also the only Nas album that's on it. Okay. And, and that's, that's, that's not to say that Nas isn't good. That right. you, like, I'm not like knocking the fact that you not, like Nas. Yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah, but mm. the, 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 point, the point that I'm making is... like j- No, but I, I see what you're yeah. saying. I, I get it. I think... I think that we talk about this a lot. I love we um we somehow come back to this in like the aesthetic and like the vibe um of people's music and like the feeling happy, the wanting to dance versus like the deep cuts and like blah 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 <laughs> blah, right right right. And mm-hmm. I uh, I love that cuz it's such an interesting thing. Do I feel like the whole formula of making someone successful in music, whatever the fuck that means, good fucking luck. Honestly, I feel for I feel for you. I feel for you musicians. I'm not out here doing it professionally. I fuck off in my house and you know, and like mm-hmm. I just uh, I guess I'm just taking a moment to say that I all my friends, so many of my friends that are just like getting dicked down for their music, you know, Live Nation and like, God, it's just like a fucking it's not cool. Anyway, moving fucking forward. Oh, we'll 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 rehash the Nas thing a little bit, but I want to yeah, tell yeah. the story about Kanye West. So, the book. Yeah. So this yeah this dude Jensen Carp, aka Hot Carl, when he was a rapper, he writes this book about his time getting to know Kanye when they were like you know they were like younger rappers, and basically what ended up happening with Kanye West was he was a producer. He was hanging around a lot of the top producers at the time, like Just Blaze and you know DJ Clue and all these people, and he always he kept talking about how he wanted to be a rapper. And all the producers were like, Kanye, stick to producing. You're not a fucking MC. That's what they hold him. Well, Kanye didn't take too kindly to that. And he tried his hardest to be a rapper and eventually started rapping. So what happens in this book is Kanye West is like in an A&R meeting. Fabulous is there. DJ Clue's there. Hot Carl is there, obviously. And he plays an early version of Jesus Walks for these people. Okay? Mm -hmm. So he plays it, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Right. So Kanye gets up and he leaves. He goes to the kitchen. I guess he went to go make himself some coffee or some shit. And this is an excerpt from the book. Uh, The song ended. Some people shared some positive but subdued comments and Kanye left for the kitchen. A few seconds passed before the entire room erupted in laughter. A few people even mocked him, mimicking his rap voice and making fun of his over the top zeal. One major producer in the room even asked his assistant to make sure Kanye never performed like that again. Luckily for him, he didn't have to because three years later, Jesus Walks would win a Grammy for Best Rap Song. No joke here. He deserved it. And let's be straight, though. I, too, was a hater, and I was just as guilty of underestimating Kanye when in reality I should have understood being underestimated more than any rapper in the game. So this is like 2003. They told Kanye, you'll never be a rapper. They told Kanye that Jesus Walks was ass. And now here the fuck we are. Okay? That's, so that, that, that's story number one that scares me. 
This is story. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go. go this is story one. number two, and I haven't gotten like a, the the scariest one is last because like I, I'm I'm gonna walk through a a pattern of behavior and tangible results of Kanye's ego and his narcissism because he, you know, they say that narcissism is like it's 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 like really aggressive insecurity, right? Like it's an overcompensation, and in in a weird sense. It, it, it gets results because I guess your insecurity is so powerful that you like will yourself. People fucking relate to it. Yeah, yeah, it, that, that's true too. Like narcissists are really, really good at getting it's, people to believe it's in them. Almost, and if you're talking about hypermania and any sort of mental illness, it can be extremely relatable because like you're getting shit done and you're talkative, and then all of a sudden it's like not cool, you know. I think this would have been 2005. So 50 Cent was like the hottest rapper in the game. Mm. No, this this would have been like 2007. Ooh, <laughs> rough year. Was it? Yeah, 2007. I barely remember it. You re- you barely remember when the housing market crashed? That was 2008. It was coming in 2007. It, it hit like, like 2008, and I didn't. Hell, I didn't own shit. My parents got lucky in that one. My parents didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. It's it's fine. Yeah, no, I I mean, yeah, you're right. It 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 did hurt a lot of people. Housing market might crash again. Might be coming down. No, the supposedly, turn, and we're not going to get too deep in this because we're talking about Kanye. But supposedly, there's a commercial real estate crash coming because, like, J.C. Penney and like all these, yeah. you know, movie theaters. Jeff Bezos is just going to come and scoop them all up, though. Supposedly, he's trying to buy J.C. Penney and AMC theaters. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Story two. So yeah. So. 50 Cent is effectively like the hottest rapper like out at this point in history. He was coming off the massacre. He was going to come out with his album called Curtis. Mm-hmm. And Kanye West in Kanye West fashion was like, I'm going to drop graduation on the same day as 50 Cent drops yeah, Curtis. I remember that. You remember they made a bet. Yep, yep, yep. And 50 Cent said, if Kanye sells more than me, I'll stop rapping forever. Which he, spoiler alert, he fucking lost. And he show. didn't stop rapping. But I'm gonna tell you how bad Fifty Cent lost. And, and and granted, they both they they both sold well. But when when Curtis came out in the first week, it sold six hundred ninety one thousand units. You know how much graduation sold? Mm. Nine hundred fifty seven thousand units in the height of the LimeWire era. Kanye sold a million in a week. Yeah, it's fucking wild. That was time number two that somebody told Kanye he couldn't do something. Okay, but I think that one was pretty uh, set up. It was pretty, pretty, I that shit was going to go down. 50 Cent played himself on that one, I think is really, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I also think Graduation Day is the better album. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to knock Kanye as a creator. I just think, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not saying that anybody should limit themselves. I'm saying that if he really wants to get into this, this world of politics and shit, that he, he, he should do his due diligence to, to, to be educated on it. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I, I, have a, I have a casual observer's opinion of political issues. I'm not a policy expert. Mm-hmm. I have my opinions, but I understand they're my opinions. Mm, I would say that you know more than your average Joe. That might be true, but like I'm still not going to like try to run for Congress. I'm not going to stick my nose where. Why the fuck belong. not? Tell me why. That's going to be a separate episode. Okay. That's going to be a separate episode. Whatever. I might answer that question in this episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Okay. So the, the story number three is the scary one. This is this is an excerpt from XXL Mag, Hip Hop Magazine. This was November twenty fifth, twenty seventeen. Um, super producer Diplo. I don't know if you like Diplo or not. I've, I've had many, yeah, yeah. I don't really know any of his work. I know he is, he's like a massive producer, but I can't like, I don't know any of his Um, songs. I'm most familiar with the stuff he did with Sia. 
Oh, did he produce those records? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. I don't know. Well, no, no, no. Not all those records. Like, they they did like a specific record. I believe it was called LSD. And oh, okay. um it turned out really fucking cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kanye invited Diplo to the studio, like to help work on some shit. I think they were working with like some like uh electronic music producer from West Africa. And apparently, like, this is in L.A., and they're just famous people around everywhere. (laughs) So, like, Jay-Z's there. The Olsen twins are there for some fucking reason. Okay. Yeah. Kim Kardashian decided that she was going to make a visit. She's married to Chris Humphreys at this point. Oh, drama. No, look, 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 this this is the scariest story, I swear to God. So, Kim Kardashian pops her head in the studio for a little bit, talks to Diplo, talks to Kanye. What's up, Diplo? What's up, Kanye? Shout out, guys. Shout not not shout out to Kanye because I'm not I'm not happy with him right now. Oh. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so Kim Kardashian Kim Kardashian is married to Chris Humphreys at this point. She pops her head in the studio, comes, she says hi, she says, then she says bye. She walks out, and then Kanye, according to Diplo, turns to Diplo and says, <laughs> "I'm going to read this actual quote, guys. I'm going to marry Kim Kardashian." I'm going to be the president one day, and I'm going to be a fashion designer. Uh, okay. <laughs> We're at two out of three already. We're at two out of three already. I mean, if you're trying to build the case that Kanye, people believe people believe that Kanye West is a god. Yeah. There is a, like you brought this up, mm-hmm. there's a literal cult. Yep. Okay. So... Uh, this is this is a great question. Where do we even fucking cross that line? Where where, where does it get bad? Where does it go from cool? Fan oh, I think it's already bad. Like, what is cult no, culture? Go. You so I mean you you're you're more into cults than I am. But when he when he started doing Sunday service, they're they're all dressed in white. They hang out together all the time. And he bought that fucking ranch that I don't know how has how many acres in one of the Dakotas, mm-hmm. and their goats and shit. They follow you everywhere. They wear they white. They got goats. It got to be a cult. And you have a compound. You are approaching Jim Jones level shit. Where's that line for you? Where where is a where's the difference between a community and a cult? Ooh, that's a spicy one. I, I and I need it. I need those answers from people because people are fucking up. You guys, we are letting um, people get into okay, cults. So I haven't I haven't done a lot of research into cults. I think that that there is there, there seems to be like with with, with the community. There's maybe like kind of a division of labor. There, there are certain people who are good at certain things. People are reliant on, upon one another, whereas a cult is typically not derived around a belief system, but it's deri- it, 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 it organizes around a central figure. Like you could say, like, like I mean, the, the people that wear MAGA hats, they have cult-like tendencies. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's fair to say that Donald Trump has a cult of personality. Mm. Kanye West also has a cult of personality. Mm. People, there, 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 there's a, a a core group of people that believe that he can do no wrong. Under and we'll any and we'll accept him and protect him. It's it's, yeah. it's farther than that. It's I mean, here's the <coughs> thing though: is the protection, the automatic sensitivity when we talk about music we love. Man, most of the time I can completely respect it, even if it's a little, you know, aggressive. Um, people that are passionate, I tend to gravitate towards, whether or not that gets me in trouble. Like in the long run, that's just something about me. And I so when people lash out in in protection of music they enjoy mm-hmm. um oof, i don't know if i should bring that up <laughs> what were you gonna say um i was gonna use an example there's a there's a character who um it's coming out in media it's coming out in news that 
he may be a predator of teen girls, and I he Wait, Kanye? No, 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 different musician. Um, oh, is this like? Or, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it's a different musician, and he's in the EDM world. I'm like, oh, uh, fuck, was it? Yeah, Nectar. I saw I'm that. Just yeah, yeah, say yeah. It. I know. I, I, yeah, I saw that. I saw. I don't. So I don't keep up with EDM well enough to know. I I did see that headline. Mm, yeah, it um. I, I, it took me by surprise. Um, again, full transparency, I've gone to plenty, mm-hmm. plenty Bass Nectar shows. Um, you know, he actually has a nonprofit, mm-hmm. and that nonprofit has done some pretty cool things. Um, so it kind of came as a shock to me, but it also didn't come as a shock because, you know, it's it's so hard for me to wrap my brain around it sometimes. But, yo, like... Not to say that all EDM DJs or musicians are rapists cause, or predators, because we're talking about predatory behavior. We're not no, you know, allegations of like sexual assault haven't been a thing. But he's like grooming seventeen-year-old girls. That's like the whole thing. And he did a whole. He you can look it up on his Instagram. He made a statement about it that he was stepping back from his quote-unquote privilege, mm-hmm. and um, pull what you want from that. Uh, but the whole thing is what I was gonna say is I was talking with a really close girlfriend of mine who I love dearly, and we were just talking about wrapping our brains around it. And she was like, you know, it's crazy, though. These girls, I feel like these girls can't come out because the Bass Nectar community would come for them. Mm-hmm. Is, does he, does he like, have a strong whoa. community, Bass Nectar? What'd you say? He, he has, like, people that are just, like, all about Bass Nectar? So I think that it's a similar situation. I mean, I shouldn't lump all these bands together because this is going to make me sound ignorant, but I don't really give a fuck. Um, it's the same thing of, like, if, if, if you were to be, like, you he's, like, a hardcore fish fan or a hardcore string cheese incident, which I love me some string cheese. I am not talking shit right now. You're heavy on the festival stuff. Um, I'm First of all, I'm going to get so much hate for this, but I'm not a huge fish gal. Um, I get it. I get it. It's dope. It's amazing it's it's musicianship string cheese i was way more into them when i was younger um uh as far as like jam bands that whole situation it depends for me um (laughs) am i down to listen to a 30 minute song absolutely Mm -hmm. i I think that that's you know that that right there because i also like metal like Mm -hmm. you know i like math metal Mm -hmm. you know that those songs can be fucking 35 minutes long it's unnecessary but it's amazing um anyway so when she said that it, it was like and when you think of these musicians that have made such an impact that they have those uh, the cult following, I want to say, or the groupies or whatever. Yeah, the cult, cult, cult following, yeah. Because, like, well, like, let's just take a second. You know, if you meet a lot of people that are huge Strokes fans, they're different, man. I don't think sh- that, okay, and I'm speaking as a Strokes fan, I don't think that the Strokes have a cult-like following. Because, let me, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why, even as a Strokes fan. Same. We shit on more Strokes albums than we pray because people only really praise two Strokes albums. That's is this it? A good point. And Room on Fire. Um, I think that Angles is ass. I think that First Impressions of Earth is a disappointment. It's not ass. Angles is ass. Come Down Machine is pretty good. Come Down Machine is cool. Um, and the new LP that they just came out with, I enjoyed. Well, I, think, I love that. Yeah, I think it's their 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 best one since Room on Fire, personally. But like with 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 I think maybe the only Kanye album, for example, that people shit on well, I don't know about some of these new albums, but for a while, uh eight oh eights and heartbreaks was one that people shot on. Mm-hmm. Um but they don't anymore. <laughs> they did when it came out. Yeah. And I'm I'll, I'll say that's the best Kanye album. Um but with Kanye, it's like when he gets on TV and acts a fucking fool. If he when he when he when he embarrasses Taylor Swift in front of the entire country, when him and Kim Kardashian, um, that worked in his favor. 
Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I, I think that they they. And again, society, we need to ask ourselves, what the fuck do we want to see these musicians? We want everything but the motherfucking music. I think they both won. But but what's what's kind of I think one one thing that was really did you see that video with Kanye and Kim recording the conversation with Taylor Swift on the phone? Ew. Have you heard about this? No. So this has been a few months now. So basically, what happened was Kanye West has that song "Famous," right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, uh, um, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Because I made that bitch famous. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he he called Taylor Swift. He called Taylor Swift to tell her about it and make sure that it was okay with her. He neglected that, to tell her that he was going to call her a bitch on the, in, on the song, right? Well, I want to say, duh. Yeah, well, but okay, this is why it gets shitty, though. Because Kim Kardashian was recording this conversation on, on, on her phone, or a camera. I'm assuming it was her phone. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift doesn't know that it's being recorded. Then Kim Kardashian and Kanye West cut that video up to make it look like Taylor Swift was being unreasonable when she complained about the song when it came out. But she didn't know that he was going to call. He, she didn't know. He, like, he, he told her about the part where it's like, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. He didn't tell her where, that he was going to say, I made that bitch famous. And then like everybody jumped on Taylor Swift and they was like, yeah, she was being unreasonable and she's, you know, she's playing the white girl victims. Like, no, Kanye and Kim set her up. Yeah. Also, they set her up. Also. And that, that was just an objectively and like, you know, like I, I, I have gripes with Taylor Swift every now and again. But in that particular respect, that was some real grimy Taylor shit Swift that they doesn't did. doesn't really get political a lot, though, right? Well, she no, she she's trying to now. And for a long time, like she, but she was, that was like a thing, right? She like made statements about how she didn't want to get political. I remember that when 1980 fucking I'm not I I'm sorry mm. I don't know Taylor Swift music I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan what is it 1989 was it 89 yeah I remember she put out some statement I think around that time that was saying like hey I'm not really I it's it was a I don't feel like this is my place type of deal yeah she for a long time she was not political and when Trump got elected that started to change and you know we don't have to get into all of that but she 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 got a lot of heat from not like the regular music press, but like the alternative music press. So that's Stereo Gum, that's Consequence of Sound, that's Pitchfork, like, you know, the cool music outlets. We're all like, yeah, yeah, Taylor Swift is, you know, she, 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 uh, she, she, uh, she's, she's the example of, of, of white female privilege and this, that, and the other. Is this like she, your Elvis voice? No, that's my mocking voice. Oh, okay. That's me mocking people that like write shit like Pitchfork fucking does. Mm. Um, mm. but, um, no, like so. When 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 this originally happened, they were saying that she was playing like white woman victimhood. Mm. But then a few years went by, and the full unedited video came out, and then we saw no. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West set her up. Is Oof. what they fucking did. Um, Again, the community, whatever community that is, will accept him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's on us. So let's kind of recap where we're at. Okay. Um, is it possible for Kanye West to enter the race this late? Yes. yes. It is possible for him to be on the ballot in most states at this point. Yes. yes. Um, whether or not he's going to file the paperwork, don't know. Um, so he, he, he's going to be in the hole. If this actually happens, he'll be in the whole 102 electoral votes because Texas, North Carolina, New York, New Mexico, Maine, and Indiana, they've already had their deadlines for independent candidates. He can't be on the ballot in those states. 
Um, Texas is has the second most uh, electoral votes in the country. Maybe it might be third. Florida might have more, but Texas has a lot of electoral votes. Yeah. Um, it big. Yeah. Um, it, but I mean, Texas, honestly, I don't even think is in play. Like, there's no way that Joe, Joe Biden was ever going to win it. So Ooh, it's going to be a fuck fest. <laughs> but New York has 29. OK, are you say, tell me why you said that? You just you what are you prefacing? Well, I, I, honestly, I guess that really doesn't matter because he's not going to be in the ballot in it anyway. Um, but e- even even aside from like if, if he gets on the ballot in the in the other 42 states, he could absolutely I could see a scenario where if people are real all out about this, he could cut into Joe Biden's electoral chances. What? Deep breath. <laughs> what the fuck? Mm-hmm is going to be accomplished. I mean, okay, also, can we just talk about something real, real quick? Mm-hmm. What are the motives? What are the real intent? Of Kanye? Yes. Ego? You Every- think it's that simple? Everything about Kanye is ego. Absolutely, I think it's that simple. Everything about Kanye is ego-driven. I would honestly be a little relieved if you're right. What do you think he wants? I don't know. But I just, and I, I'm honestly, maybe, and this is me overthinking things, on probably, because I'm an overthinker, mm-hmm. but I, the timing of so many things have blown my mind. You know, Donald Trump fucking leaked to Fox News, like, what was it, last week, I think, yeah. you know, that he was pulling out of the fucking race. That, that was clearly, that was clearly a ploy to just get his shit stirred again, which is what he does, how he survives as a parasite on this country and on viewers and on people that believe in his platforms and on, you know, I put platforms in quote because he actually does have platforms, so that's probably hmm. dumb, but I, I just don't necessarily think that they are platforms that are well thought out and made for any other purpose than manipulating poor, mostly white people. Mm. And like, I just bring it back. That happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, slightly infuriated by that because it was just such bullshit. It was just such an obvious ploy, mm-hmm. which it doesn't even matter that it's an obvious ploy anymore. So I, now I heard something a little contrary. I, I heard that he has people around him who want him to lose, and they leaked that. I, I do think that he stressed the fuck out. The um, title, I think, of the article was like "Trump is in a bad mood." Yeah, or some yeah, shit. no, that no, that it it definitely was circulating in the media that he has considered dropping out. I don't think that he himself would ever leak that because he doesn't want to look weak. But I think it's one of those things to where it's like I think he would leak that because he knew he knew that people would take interest. He knows it doesn't yeah. matter if he looks good or bad in the press because people are just talking about it's him. Not so, it's not so much good or bad. He wants to look strong. Like, for example, when, when they were having the protests outside of the White House, <laughs> he went down to the bunker. Oh, yeah. And what he said was, I wasn't hiding in the bunker. I was expecting it. I was inspecting it. I'm like, no, dude, you went to fucking hide like a little bitch. Um, but he it this it, it and I, I, it was I'm, a metaphor for his entire behavior throughout this pandemic. Yeah, but that's I mean that's 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 the thing is like he he you know he he he's a great campaigner right in the same way that like Barack Obama was a great campaigner. Um, in the same way. Yeah, they. I mean, like, oh, I've got my gripes with Obama too. I don't think that he's like a racist authoritarian, but I, I think that he. He, he he and I, as, as much as I love like what he did for like my self esteem as a black person and my idea for what was possible, I still acknowledge that his presidency was one that was overwhelmingly for the wealthy and the powerful. Mm, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Okay, go ahead. What do you what? Where do you think? I mean, as far as polls are concerned, you know, I've kept up, but um, where do you think 
this is going to affect votes the most specifically. Do you feel like... You mean like what state? I mean in the way of like, do you feel like this is going to push people to not only think that it's even more of a joke and discourage people from coming out to vote, too. Um, people are going to vote for Kanye. Mm-hmm. So that's immediately... What if Kanye West... I. Okay, I can't even take this seriously until he, you know, does what he's supposed he, to do. If, 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 let me say, let, let, I'll, this is my ray of hope. <laughs> Don't panic until Kanye West files paperwork for the with the FEC. Right. If Kanye West files paperwork with the FEC, you should fucking panic. Not panic that Kanye West is going to be the president. Panic that Donald Trump has a higher chance of being your president again. And that the faith in the electoral system is that much more damaged. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because it is, and, and also panic that he, Kanye West is only like 43 years old and he might try again in 2024 and he'll still be relatively young for a president. So, like, all, all of these scenarios are hinged upon the premise, just like you said. It would be wildly That he files, yeah, that, that, that he files that paperwork. But the thing is, he, he, you know, he's got money and even he doesn't, Kim and Chris do. Chris Jenner, I mean, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like what? And in, also Jay. I don't think they're cool anymore at all. Like Jay wouldn't support him in a presidential campaign. That seems. I would, I would. I would be very. I mean, first of all, I think to a degree, all of these guys are high net worth individuals, and I'm saying that thing that I always say that their material, their material interests are aligned. Like, ultimately, billionaires need consumption. They need investors, and they need a labor force. Mm-hmm. And to a large degree, minus consumption, because we consume in order to make ourselves feel better, right, and make ourselves look better to other people, um, their, their, their material interests are at odds with ours. <laughs> you can say that again. Their material interests are at odds with ours. And I mean that for Beyonce. I mean that for Jay-Z. That, that doesn't yeah. mean that you can't like their music. I don't care how many woke videos Beyonce drops, right? I don't care how much Kanye West talks about Jesus. Their material interests are not aligned with yours. They don't give a fuck about you, and they will sell you out. As soon, and I'm not like crying. Like they, 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 they've worked hard for what they've got. I'm not saying they don't deserve it. I'm just saying that if we're going to live in a world with these super wealthy people and people who literally go into bankruptcy for a broken leg, mm-hmm. we need to put brakes on those people. Doesn't mean we have to take all their money away. It doesn't mean that they can't have a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. But their influence over our lives has to be limited. Yeah, and I think the time is coming. I mean, I just need I just need a massive ego death in this country. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like in and in, in this whole this whole period of time, I think this has been coming. I, I mean, how long has this been coming? It's been coming over and over again. This history has happened. This shit has happened before, and we see it. Re- we see history repeat itself, and it's almost as if we're like bound to this fucking hamster wheel that we can't break or bend, and it infuriates me because but I mean, what does give me hope is the massive ego death. Is like this this new knowledge, new knowledge bullshit. That's been, this is knowledge that we have finally, as a consensus, become aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, it is interesting to me to see how people act and see how people react. But you know, like it's also hard for me because this it's, it's just been such a, you know, the police in Nashville and and you know right now at the plaza there have been people there for three weeks. Yeah, it looks like it got kind of hairy yesterday. A bunch of people got arrested yesterday. Yeah did did, did you did you go? I did not go. Mm-hmm. I worked all day. 
Um, I got off at, at like yeah, seven. I, or I eight. haven't looked too deep into it, but I've seen stuff on Instagram. And yeah, I don't know how many. Do you know how many people got arrested? Um, you can go on People's Plaza, Tennessee, I believe, is that their their account. And I know that he, she posted a picture. I couldn't sleep, so I was at like six in the morning. It was like we're still waiting for people to get released. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been fucking pretty adamant. Every time everybody's been arrested, they literally get out of jail and they show up again. So mm-hmm. um, I keep up with it. You know, I try to go so down there as much as I can. I, you know, I've, I've only seen it like, you know, in passing on Instagram. What is the ultimate goal of the People's Plaza? I know that they're like they're occupying it, but like what is the what's the ultimate end goal for it? OK, so I'm no way a spokesperson for these people, um, just to be clear. But from what I've gathered, uh, there are a couple different groups, right? There's this Tennessee Budget Coalition that formed. They formed themselves because they were like, literally nobody gives a fuck about us, so we have to do this ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened. Uh, so they they have been at the courthouse mostly. They have been they've been covering a lot of like what's happening at in the council, you mm-hmm. know. Um, then the People's Plaza. They have been at the plaza for three weeks. They have been there. They've. I mean, the police have repeatedly raided them, thrown away their shit. Um, yeah, the the f- specific clip that comes to mind from last night was, you know, they were dragging them down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just peacefully protesting, you know. And I mean, it's it's what they want is they want to speak to Governor Bill Lee. And, you know, they're not they're li- they according to them, they're not leaving until Governor Bill Lee addresses them um, and a, a specifically about defunding police. And I mean, I hope everybody was calling their council members when that budget got passed. Um, I, I called a few emailed a few. My councilwoman, Emily Benedict, shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, she is aligned with all, all my interests. Um, she actually, she was going to get, try to get a bill passed to get the uh, chief of police of Davidson County to resign, but he actually he ended did. up retiring. Right. Um, so that was super cool to see that come to fruition. She's also working, um, specifically on getting full profit prisons out of mm-hmm. Tennessee and, and cutting those business ties, which is difficult mm-hmm. and getting specific people out of prison that are innocent, which has been happening for years. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Bill Haslam actually didn't release a man uh, for a while out of jail. That was um, he. It was proven he was innocent, and he like wouldn't he, he wouldn't release him from uh, jail. And it was like a really big deal. I mean, it's been happening. Jacques Clements was shot years ago. Like, um, it, you know, I, and I, I feel for these people, and I've watched their families speak. You know, and I like. Ugh. It is it is overwhelming. It's great that everyone's coming, you know, together now and like seeing this. And but one of the things Jacques Clemens' mother said was, you know, we need you now. We needed you then. We need you for a long time. You mm-hmm. know, this can't be a trend. Um, so, and when I say ego death, that's what I mean. I just mean that that complete ability to just be like, you know, honestly, who gives a fuck about what I got going on? Mm-hmm. You know, and if I have to admit that I haven't handled situations the way I should have or that I could be better, mm-hmm. you know, or I could protect more people, you know, these are simple things like I'm I'm totally down to admit that I have shortcomings in communication like, you know, and and calling out, not calling out because I hate that word is very specific, but not tolerating um, our families you know, racism or our friends, racism or, mm-hmm. you know, that, and, and, and I, you say that like it's such a fleeting thing. I've met kids that have been like, oh, me and my mom don't talk anymore, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And that's their that's their prerogative, whether or not, you know, that's like what needs to happen. But at least at least there's n- there's no people are not allowing it. And they're 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 becoming more awakened to it. They're allowing that ego death and allowing themselves to just say, I need to get more education. I need to help more people. Yeah. I want to raise an interesting point. 
This is my opinion. I want to see how you feel about this. Oh, I love it. Because I remember, I remember when my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out. Oh shit! And then that like just changed the face of music forever because it was like you know that was on everybody's and and it's a it's a great album. Not knocking it, not knocking it, not right. knocking it, but it was kind of like the mainly white establishment, mainly elite music press thought that like that album coming out had reinvented the wheel, right? <laughs> and I saw a shift. Like when you, when you think about like Kanye West records, like College Dropout and Late Registration, you know those are like 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 hardcore hip hop fans love those records. Yeah, just to be, I just to say this, I love old Kanye way more than. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't I, I I follow where I'm going with this. So you've got like Late Registration and College Dropout, which like are, are near dear records to the hip hop community. You see what I'm saying? Graduation. And uh, 808s and subsequently My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy marched a, a gradual shift towards the pop world, which I'm not knocking him for. And the backpack indie rock segment of people that are in hip hop. And there's those people who at least espouse to have liberal values and liberal politics. Again, mainly white. They love making excuses for Kanye West bullshit. I remember when Kanye West was doing all that slavery was a choice shit. <laughs> Never and forget. That, like, it was legitimately hurtful to a lot of black folks because we could not understand why he was acting like that. But, like, you know, like white kids at like Harvard and Yale and shit are just like, oh, yeah, yo, you've got to open your mind, man. You know, he's thinking on a different. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. He, he's not opening his mind. He's not thinking. He's just running his mouth. But with that being said, in this time where you have two bad choices for president and you have somebody with immense cultural capital who appears to be throwing his hat in the ring, it will be white people overwhelmingly that push him closer and closer towards the White House if that's something he decides to do. Isn't that the most artistic irony? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it artistic. I would right, say yeah, it is. Yeah, that's an optimistic yeah. way to say that, I guess. <clears throat> Um, that's just my personal gripe. Are you asking me how I feel about that? Yeah, I am. Uh huh. Um, my spirit is not shocked by that. Mm -hmm. I think that again, we have to take responsibility as a consumer. Yeah. What are, you know? And that's again, where are those lines between cults and communities, and between rich and evil? And you know, at what point do you have too much money? Mm. You tell me, you you know, and obviously we all know we can do a fucking universal fucking salary now. We've proven, we've proven yep. that. People that have preached that it would never work and, you know, it's obviously bullshit, mm -hmm. right? We're bailing out all these companies. It's just obviously great A-whore shit. Um, so back to that. Not surprised. It, it It's almost kind of like <laughs> uh, scary, terrified, first mm. feeling, second feeling. If we can't take responsibility for the things that we value mm -hmm. quickly, mm -hmm. evolve like at masterful speeds, um, you know, are you going to stop listening to his music? Mm -hmm. How many people stopped listening to his music when he was like, slavery was a choice? I feel like. How many people supported that gospel record? Hardcore. Mm -hmm. Many, 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 many people. Mm -hmm. And now, now, see, I get really irritated. I, I get, I get, I get heated. Because, I mean, one, I don't believe in God, full transparency. When that whole <laughs> thing with him coming out with the gospel record came out, I was just like, okay. 
it's just another thing, dude. It's just another thing to make him money and like make him fucking relevant. Yeah. And I say that as someone that respects him as a musician, as a rapper, as a producer, mm-hmm. as a human being. I don't fucking know Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Um, all I see is what somebody wants me to see. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, if we could take responsibility as consumers for the things we consume, mm-hmm. even music, down to the music, mm-hmm. like, we would see a rapid change in the presentation of our social values. Mm. You know, like this, th- look at, look at what we value and mm-hmm. look at the people that we give the most money. Look at the people with the most money, the most power, mm-hmm. cons- consolidation of power. Mm-hmm. That is the value that there, there is such a responsibility there that it honestly, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I understand why people, I understand why people just want to fucking listen to music. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, <sighs> I agree. No, um, we, you like I like a, a big thing with me is like I say we have to have breaks on the wealthiest people in the world. I'm not saying you got to take all their shit. You got to have breaks. There's no reason that George Bezos should be able to own the Washington Post. He's got his own media propaganda arm. There's no reason he should be able to own Whole Foods so he can sell you an Alexa refrigerator that calls the fucking Instacart person from Whole Foods to you once he buys Instacart. Or that, like, that, that shouldn't be able to happen, right? No. But part of what makes it able to happen is the fact that we're obsessed with convenience. Mm-hmm. We're obsessed with comfort. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to work towards a world that is more equitable towards everybody... I do believe it is going to require a degree of sacrifice in that respect, which I don't think is a bad thing. It might be a little uncomfortable to begin with, but really it opens up more space for you to live a life that is fulfilling mm-hmm. rather than one that you just, you, 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 you zonk yourself out on Netflix and, 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 and Uber Eats every night just to escape from the fact that you hate your job. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause that, that's like when it, when it comes to consumerism, it's like, in the United States, you're it, 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 it's 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 relatively easy compared to other parts of the world to get your basic needs met, and sometimes we still fall short in that respect. But compared to other parts in the world, it's easy for you to get your basic needs met. Mm-hmm. So our entire economy is structured around manufacturing the need for consumerism to 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 to, to sell you tangible things that you think are going to fill an intangible hole, something that's not physical. You see what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. There is a incredible, incredible band called All Them Witches. <laughs> I know that you like All Them Witches. <laughs> and they, um, they, the lead singer, um, Parks, he put out a whole thing about what, what the album's about, and then it's like nothing as the ideal. And I think that speaks to so much in my body and soul, because in reality, like, the reason we need to overcompensate for these huge holes is because we do not work on our mental health and loving one another and like getting to know oneself and self-actualization and like, you know, putting yourself in someone else's perspective as best you can. You can't always do it, you know? Like, we're so spent out on fucking sympathy because we wake up every day and we just get hammered to the fucking face with news and we have to care about everything all the time and it is a unique opportunity to try to fucking shoulder it try to be educated as you can try to love people try to understand people even when it is wildly difficult try to love yourself you know these are all really hard things that take fucking lifetimes to perfect and like 
you know, people want to be a part of a group. We know that. That's mm-hmm. a fact. That's a scientific fact. If we can use that and not rely, and no offense to anyone that's religious, but if you can, if we can move past these boundaries and move past these things that are clearly, you know, becoming maybe negative, maybe not. Maybe it is just a community. Maybe we can fill these voids and we don't need the things. And it's not, it's further than just like, oh, you know, plant a garden. I'm talking about people that need their meds. I'm talking about mental health. I'm talking about people that need clean water. I'm talking about people that deserve a way of life that is not the most luxurious way of life, but just basic things for their life isn't trash. A baseline, exactly. You know, and we can. We literally know for a fact we can do that now. And as consumers, every time we want convenience, we have to work a little harder. I'm not an angel at that. I'm definitely trying to devote the rest of my life to becoming better at that. It doesn't seem like you buy a lot of shit. Granted, I mean, you know, like typically we we're, we're like drinking together and stuff. So like, you know, I don't know like what your like life behind closed doors is. But. <laughs> I um, I I've actually I hate social media. I know that I've been on social media way more through the pandemic. Shocker, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause I'm fucking bored. Um, and I've been trying to get better at it, just like not being weirded out, cause I feel like I just look at it as like an elderly lady. I'm just like, mm, I hate that for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did decide that I'm going to start actually like actively putting stuff I build and, you know, how I do no waste stuff, you know, um, there's so many things that you can do to just not create plastic. I mean, like we can start there recycling guys. Let's talk about recycling. That's a whole podcast in and of itself. Um, it's not the same. I need to be more educated. I mean, like we have a recycling bin, but like I need to be more educated on it. Well, China stopped buying our recyclables a little while ago and then other places that were poor started to try to buy them because it's a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Billions, billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that they don't have the infrastructure and the startup to build these facilities. So a lot of the time that trash is just ending up in uh, really sad places like water and villages. Yeah. I saw a, a, this thing. Um, I, I can't remember the name of the Instagram account, but it, it's, it's a wildlife Instagram account. And um, it was talking about sea turtles. And like it's always s- talking about sea turtles. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, sea turtles are real interesting because, like, they have like, um, have you ever seen like the inside of a sea turtle, sea sea turtle's throat? <laughs> turtle. They have like these these fleshy bristles on the inside of it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And basically, what they do is they allow for food to come in, but obviously, when a sea turtle takes in food like a jellyfish or like some algae or something like that, they take in water. So they gotta get the water out while also letting keeping the food in their belly and that's what these bristles do like they'll it's, 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 it's kind of like a uh, like you know when you drain rice in the sink i like that yeah. like a sieve it's, it's, it's kind of like that yeah that's cool um but he so this 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 instagram dude was like you know educating me about the sea turtles and you know their their esophagus or whatever yeah and but at the end it was like you know sometimes it works a little too well and there was a bunch of trash in the sea turtle stomach mm Remember at Bar Taco that one summer where uh I think this was like right before you left and they um we all went to plastic straws. Paper straws. Pa- pa- paper straws, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. everybody hated it because they disintegrated in the alcohol. Did oh yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, everybody's looking for something to bitch about. It's literally everything is like a culture war. 
now. And Yeah, it's crazy to me. Everything that we've ever said, here, take this. It'll make you feel better. I mean, first of all, don't trust anyone. I get that. I, I, have, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> um, but, like, at the same time, a lot in history, we fought a lot of good things that were, like, good for us, you know? Well, it, I mean, I, I think culture wars are just, I mean, it, 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 it's a natural. Uh, wh- wh- what I'm saying is, like, the mask, for example. is like the mask has become a symbol for whether or not you support Trump. It's a political issue. Yeah, which it, it shouldn't be. But but it is now. And I also think that, oh, fuck, mm, I don't know, man. That I think social media creates the biggest cults. And I think that just as we see war go on into technology, you know, it's it's that's where the war is. I think personally now, in a mm. lot of ways, is encrypt. And it's not money's not real, but. Um, I think that like I mean let's let's go let's go for incels like I'm I'm so <laughs> I'm so about the <laughs> education. We t- Wait, okay, tell us about incels. What's it, up with incels? Oh my fucking god, dude. Okay, I need to stop learning about incels because it's affecting my mental health. First of all, what, 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 what kind of things are you learning about incels? So, first of all, so many people that identify as incels were people that took guns and shot the public up and killed multiple people. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a fact about the group. If we're if we're gonna just look at the fruit of the group, right? Let's not even let's not even tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is a literal community where people are praised for not only hating themselves, because that's a super huge part of it. It is not just about hating women. Mm-hmm. It is about the denial of self pleasure. Because if you were to give pleasure or receive pleasure, you are literally less of a person and a man mm-hmm. because you are. In, in the names, I used to know all the names. I, I've tried to forget them, but all the terms. And it's highly, highly, like in these chat rooms, mm. it's so charged with hate. And like people are pushing each other's buttons to make very large decisions, violent ones. They're not, it's not cool. And there's no way to even, you know, know. You can't, it's really hard to monitor a lot of these things. But I mean, a lot of them are just out here in fucking plain day. Incels are, incels are people that hate women hate themselves, and they believe that sexual relationships with women um, degrades them, like I said earlier. Um, and the whole the whole thing is, is startling, and it's, it's a very strong online community. Yeah, um, I well, the thing I've always wondered is like, because incel is involuntarily celibate, right? That's what it means. Mm-hmm. Are they really involuntarily celibate, or is it just like maybe they the people that they would like to fuck don't want to fuck them? Is it nobody will fuck me, or is it like there are specific people that I want that I want to have sex with, but those specific people don't want to have sex with me? So, I have realized that in my research Mm -hmm. that it is way more about the um, the outlook on the world. Okay. So even though it is named. The, the actual okay, if this history is correct, which I think it is, incels were started by a woman. Wait, wait what? At a college town, um, you got to look this shit up, man. I'm telling you, there's oh. actually a podcast that I love that's called "Stuff They Don't Want You to Know." They have a whole podcast about incel relations. Do you know this woman's name? Tell the story. I just want to. Will you Google it? I don't know her name. I'm literally gonna Google. It was in a. I know it was in a call. It was in a college setup. She it was like a college group. She tried to set up for other people to like come and talk about how she was celibate and how she was lonely. I googled woman who created incels. The, wow, the woman who founded the incel movement. Holy shit! Let's see. This is in BBC. <laughs> There's one in L. The woman who accidentally started the incel movement. Yeah. Oh, okay. Woman behind incel. 
says angry men hijacked her word as a weapon of war. So she 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 coined the term. Mm -hmm. She described herself as involuntarily celibate, but right. but they turned it into a movement. Right. Okay, so what, what did you learn about this woman? So she came out and was telling people that obviously it was intended to be something like a therapeutic process where she came and talked about her involuntary celibacy and her loneliness. It was meant to bring people closer together. Um, and what happened is they hijacked it, which happens a lot. God. And basically, it's a it's an outlook on the world in general. You you don't deserve happiness as a person. So mm. much much less. You said that you don't deserve happiness as a person, right? They believe that if you you buy into that, you are f basically degrading yourself. Th that's what you believe. Or that's what they believe. They believe that. Okay. The incels believe that if you are, you have to thoroughly hate yourself and hate the world. You are a nihilistic viewer of mm. the world that you live in. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, when I found out it was started by a woman, I was blown away. But again, again, where yeah. are the lines? How much money can you have? Let's ask these questions. Let me tell you personally how comfortable I am in a room full of people, a community. I mean, I don't go to church, but like, where is the line between the cult, the community? Where is the line between the groupie and the fucking fandom and the violence? And like, where does that go awry? And I need to know that for each individual person I come into contact with because it wildly differs. And like, where are the lines? Why? How much, how much money should people have? How okay. are we going to allocate this money that if, if we could have, you know, how are we going to draw those lines for ourselves as adults? You know what I mean? Like we talk all you, you talk to me about how, you know, you want to you obviously want to be a professional musician. At what point do you feel like you've reached success? Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, like you're going to do whatever you want with your money, you know, and are, and are you are you going to intentionally give away money, you know, to to be able to practice what you preach? Are you going to spoil the ones you love? You know, is it going to be spent on your family? Are you going to start nonprofits? Like there's just so many things that people can do as they, you know, have this money and as they come into this money. Um, but personally, I don't know the answers to all these so questions. You um, it, I, I, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised because it, it, it sounds like y you feel like there is a there's a correct answer to those questions. It sounds like you feel that way. I wish there was a correct answer. Okay. Maybe it sounds like you think there should be a correct answer to those questions. It would be much simpler, and I, this is just coming from like a math perspective, if I could like sit down with everyone and be like, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. Like, Because if we're going to look at these people that have, ha have this much money, and we believe in things like universal incomes, we got to be able to fucking flesh this shit out. Does everybody make $40,000 a year? Do we pay our teachers more? Um, do you know, like, should the teachers be the one that makes millions of dollars? Like, you mm -hmm. know, do we believe there are professions that should be making more than others? I mean, that's just a whole conversation. I think it's a conversation that's starting to happen. You know, Andrew Yang ran on the 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 premise of a universal basic income. Yep. His his premise being, in the coming decades, people are going to be put out of work by automation. So people need money to like cover their living expenses so i guess there's two, there's universal basic income which is you cut everybody a check no matter how much or how little they make and then there's a living wage and those two things overlap to some degree um these are relatively new ideas that i'm starting to explore i think that as far as universal basic income i, I believe in establishing an economic baseline for people which is something of a socialist policy but yeah no like, i agree though you when it comes to adequate, like the there's, have you heard of um, Franklin Roosevelt's uh, economic bill of rights? Yes, my mom's a history teacher. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's um, why I fucking hate history class. <laughs> you, 
Because I was, I could only watch like Veggie Tales in the History Channel growing up. So like we're we're we are we're comfortable with our Bill of Rights. Like I mean, we're familiar with our Bill of Rights, um, the, particularly like you know the First and Second Amendments. Those are like the ones that everybody's obsessed with. Right? Obsessed with. But um, obsessed. With. Franklin Roosevelt gave an State of the Union address on Tuesday, January 11th of 1944. We're in the middle of World War II. We're in the back end of it, but we're still in World War II. And he basically went on TV and was like, look, once we win this fucking war, this is what we need to do to make sure that our society is strong. And the things that he proposed were a jobs guarantee. So everybody had empl- adequate employment that would give them money for food, clothing, and leisure with enough income to support those things. Um, farmers' rights to a fair income. Uh, freedom from unfair competition and monopolies. I'm talking to you, Bezos, and I'm talking to you, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, housing, medical care, social security, education. That's like, it, I, I think that that's a reasonable place for an economic baseline. Yes. And there's, to, in my mind, there's no... There's no way for you to tell me that we don't have the money to do it because you gave Carnival Cruises, I don't know how many billions of dollars. Yeah. Because well, that's one example. Yeah. No, there's it, it other companies too. They, you know, we all got 1200 bucks and these companies Some of us got, got yeah, because a lot of people still haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. And like I said, I think literally for as long as I live, that will always be a bad taste in my mouth because essentially between the United States Congress and the Federal Reserve, they basically said, we have the, we can, we can create the money to do whatever the fuck we want to do. You're just not going to get any of it. Um, but, um, yeah, this economic bill of rights, I think when you talk about like, you know, the, the baseline for people, I think that's a wonderful place to start. And it's not like, it's like everybody likes FDR. Everybody likes FDR. Yeah. So, you know, in, in, in these times, why is that a controversial idea? It is socialist. Because I think that we held on to trickle-down economics. So, I, so I've been looking at history a little differently recently. And, there, like, there have always been those minds who were, like, into the, you know, the Reaganomics, as they say, trickle-down economics, like neoliberal thought and right. these sorts of things. Um. But when when you when you look at like America before the mid sixties, we were a pretty heavily socialist country, like from like the 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 like the early nineteen tens. Yeah, and then up the until yeah, fucking <laughs> counterculture happened, and it was all. I mean, I we're not gonna go there. Um, but counterculture happened, and then we were suddenly in w- the war on drugs. So, um. But I, I, I would like to see a world where we get back to some of these ideas where it's kind of like, you know, the point of being alive here in the United States isn't about just accumulating as much money and as much shit that you can. We, I, I want to see, like you were talking about, like a mass ego death, a restructuring of our value system around happiness and fulfillment rather than material gain. And, 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 and getting away from the idea that to be a valuable human being is to be inherently tied to your profession. Cause that's, that's very much like the, you know, we, 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 we perceive, you know, a doctor's life and their contribution to society to be more valuable than a lawnmowers. Right. Yeah. And that's another good point of, you know, 
let's talk about salaries and stuff. Mm. You know, what what should d- more difficult ba- more difficult bachelors require, you know, the amount that they're being paid at a starting salary. I mean, it can, if you can even get a job, you know, there's just like but I, I think it's a simpler conversation and a simpler thing than, you know, any of us would really could even fathom. And I think it's so sad because we can't even fathom how simple it would be. Um, the only reason that it's not happening because because I see people my age take responsibility all the time. Um, I know we're capable of it, especially my generation, especially now. No, I mean, like people my age, I've, I've been more proud of people my age now than I think I've ever been in my whole fucking life. And like I've seen people. This this whole pandemic has like stuck us in a vacuum. We know who's who we feel like we know so much about each other now so quickly because of all the things that have happened in the last six months. You learn so much one when you're forced to maybe live some with someone and do nothing else for three months. Mm -hmm. You learn about yourself. You learn, you know, this just is like rapid, rapid learning about everyone. And sometimes it's not great what we learn. But I see a lot of the people, at least my age, taking responsibility. Um environmental engineering is really important to me because I like seriously believe that people need to be ready to take up these fucking these positions and and I need to be able to do these things with my hands and it's a very physical thing for me to be able to build something you know that's how I work mentally is putting my hands on something that's how I feel better about it I can't I'm done I'm done sitting around and bullshitting and like I want everyone to speak their mind. I want because I think that creates change in and of itself. But I have reached this point in my life personally where I'm just trying to get through college. I'm trying to get people basic resources because it's so easy. And the only reason we're not doing it is because we have to allocate funds and we have to take those funds from people that have worked their whole lives to keep those funds. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm, I'm but for as long as I do this podcast, I mean, hell, I, you know, I'm, I'm only 26. My, my mind will probably change over the years and whatnot. But that, that thing about material interest, like I'm not, I'm not inherently passing judgment on Bill Gates or, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, Warren Buffett, any of these people. I'm not, I'm not going to make a moral judgment on them. But what I am going to say is that once people have accumulated the level of power that they have, it is just in their their material interest as human beings mm-hmm. to keep it. And I think good intentions only go so far, too. I don't like. I don't like. I you know. I don't. I'm not really a big believer in the whole. Oh yeah, well you know philanthropy, blah 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 blah. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not castigating it to say that. Oh, it's just a tax write off. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying that these guys have amassed a lot of wealth. And whether they are Satan or whether they're just like, you know, morally neutral as like, you know, an average human being is, their material interests are at conflict with most people on the earths, and it is in their interest to look after themselves. Yes. And I think that, like, like Coca-Cola is not going anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Amazon isn't going anywhere. I think the best that we can hope for is if you're going to have this overclass of incredibly wealthy people, Government needs to be there to put the brakes on them when they want to act the fuck up. Mm. And it's not like we haven't done it before. Yeah. Like, that's what the progressive era was all about. You know, like, they, they, it was about, okay, well, big business is here, big industry is here. We need to limit the damage they can do to working people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, whoo, wee, 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 uh, that, that, I don't know. My first thing, oh, God, the first thing that comes to my mind is... Uh, the fatal abortion bill that just got passed. Okay, so that's something that's really important to you. So, t- so tell me about that. <laughs> um. Oh shit! They put this law in summer session years ago, 
I was I was on social media saying stupid shit like let's start practicing giving each other abortions and of course everybody you know was like this bitch is crazy. So this bill's been in summer session for I think three, two, three years, and they finally passed it in the dead of night. It, it wasn't on the calendar. They it was an emergency council meeting, um, and they passed it. And the what what, what infuriates me. This is what infuriates me. For anyone that knows me, know this infuriates me. When people read headlines of bills mm-hmm. and don't read the bill. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That sounds like some schoolhouse rock shit that you should have learned. And I know it sounds insane. Who just reads the title of a bill mm-hmm. and makes a decision? But I shit you not. It has happened so much. And it's how they're getting legislated through. We're not paying enough attention. You, but you, certainly, you, you realize that that's most bills. Right. Right. Yeah, they like you. Uh, you, you Which was why it infuriates me because it's obvious. It's obvious. They. So well, well, before we get into that, what, what, tell tell us about what's in this abortion bill that that, that that's that's particularly infuri- infuriating. So well, this is the first thing people say. Oh well, it's just because you know who wants to abort a Down syndrome baby. Oh well, fuck. Of course, I'm not an asshole. I'm not going to sit here and say something like you know what I mean. That that's what the bill says. It's literally it, it, in big bold letters when all the literature came out and we knew it got passed. I woke up at like fucking five in the morning again that day too, and I saw it on the news that it had gotten passed at midnight. Got through at midnight, and I we were we were there at the council like the mm-hmm. day before it got passed, which also made me mad because it was like you knew people had been out here for days and you knew right. we were taking a break. So like I like I, I don't know a lot about what's in it. Like is this is this a particularly bad abortion bill? I will break it down for you. Okay. So one of the things obviously that I started out with is that it is you cannot based on the evidence that your child is Down syndrome have the decision to get an abortion. So if you if you that's what people focus on. Okay. That's what people gravitate to. That's what they like to say. Now, how early can they detect detect Down syndrome though? So it's called the fatal heart bill because it's also as soon as you hear a heartbeat, as you soon as a heartbeat abortion. is present, that could be that could be as soon as I think it's like six fucking days into being a pregnant. Person. And a lot of women wouldn't even know they were pregnant at that point. I need to look that up. I might be wrong about six days, but it's early. But, but yeah, if, if it's if it's, a, if it's a heartbeat bill, then that's very very right. early, right? right? Okay. So yeah, I could not know I'm pregnant, mm-hmm. right? And then I can't get an abortion. Mm-hmm. Also, so it's making people in CPS. This is this is the big one that I that people forget and they don't pay attention to because it's again it's structured this way. Mm-hmm. Um, people in CPS can't write judges anymore to get abortions. Those people are almost always victims of abuse. Mm-hmm. They are almost always minors, mm-hmm. and they have well, the process they have to go through when they are in CPS is they write like an appeal to a judge, and the judge personally that's like you know. Mm-hmm. They, they they are trying to get those resources for that girl. Um, in Davidson County, I mean, like, our, our fucking dude is Democratic. I mean, he's, you know, whatever. We're not going to talk about that right now. But, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as abortion and stuff, he has this is pretty radical. This fatal heart bill was pretty fucking radical. Yeah. Texas tried to do it. There was a woman that filibustered for fucking hours. She literally wore a catheter so she could filibuster for, like, 14 hours. Um, and they didn't pass it that day. And then the next day, they fucking held an emergency session and passed mm-hmm. it. It's, I mean, it's blah, 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 blah. So they can't do that in CPS anymore. Uh, so victims of abuse, um, and then the last, I think, two are just, you know, rape and incest. It doesn't, it doesn't gra- it's not grounds for an abortion. Okay, so let me recap. So, so you can't get a fucking abortion. It's, as soon as you get a heart, a heartbeat is detectable, you can't have an abortion. Mm-hmm. No exceptions for rape and incest. Mm-hmm. And there was one more thing that you said. CPS. Oh, they can't, you or can't. Or DCS. Child Protective Services. Child CPS, it, it's, okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> um, so I know we were talking about content. We can talk about this, too, because I th- this is not something that, like, 
I have strong opinions because like, I didn't grow up and my, my like I'm not religious, but like my, my dad, I grew up in a religious household mm-hmm. and I, I think I'm the exception to most people. My experience with the church wasn't traumatic. Right. I just grew That's up great. and I was like, if somebody asked me, hey, why are you a Christian? The only honest answer I would have had <laughs> was because my parents were. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well. I don't really know what I believe, um, but you know, is this this is just the only reference point I have, so I don't know anything else. But you know, my the, the church wasn't necessarily cruel to me. I know that it has been to other people. But right. anyway, even with the fact that my my dad was a Baptist minister, abortion like he you know it was he was just kind of like, well, mm-hmm. people are going to do this anyway. If you make it illegal, then they have to get it done illegally, which is dangerous, mm-hmm. and. They I don't know, do it anyway. Yeah, I know that you're not a you're 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 not a pro-lifer, obviously, <laughs> but that that's one thing that I just don't understand about the movement. Not from like from from a legislative perspective, I understand it because I know right. that that Republicans use the abortion issue to distract poor working class and white voters from the fact that they're getting economically screwed. I don't understand why for. Um, conservative americans why it's such an important thing um you said to me that you feel like religion didn't play that big of a part in some of these things anymore is that what you said from the from a government perspective i don't think it does at all like from right. from a like a, from a republicans pers- like uh, for republican legislators i don't think that they care about it as a religious issue i think that it just it distracts from the fact that we cater to your cultural interests while undermining your economic interests. I think that's why Republicans, even if they're the most evangelical Republicans, I think that's primarily what they care about. Right. For 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 a lot of working class white people, they are they do take religion very seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but even still, like you're you're by by outlawing abortions, you're not stopping abortions from happening. But that's the whole point, though. Is what, so it's. I mean, I this is gonna get. I mean, I try to. I I definitely have had this conversation several times, which is dope because like being able to have this conversation, it gets people get very emotional. I try to stay not emotional because like I'm trying to get my point across. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't think you should talk politics heated, <laughs> like. You know, unless it's like close friends that, you know, you can come back and, you know, you can have those good conversations and end somewhere where you not agree, but like have a newfound respect, at least for voicing your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> who there are plenty of people that think abortion is wrong. Do I think those people are out to control my body? Mm-hmm. I only say no because they can't wrap their fucking heads around what that even means. <laughs> I okay. think that religion comes into play. You ever you ever do any research about Jane Roe? Roe versus ro- Wade? No. So the girl, the whole reason this shit happened when she was like trying to whatever, whatever, whatever. She came out after the case was closed and basically said she was against abortion. It was a huge fucking deal. She basically came to God and they and the, this whole church was sporting her around like a new fucking dog. And they were taking her to every rally and every church and every fucking place in the South trying to get abortion clinics shut down. Come to find out. There's mm-hmm. a documentary. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I think it's, is it called Ray, Roe? I don't know. Anyway. And come to find out, these people fucking bribed this woman. 
Oh, God, did they? Lots of money to go around and basically say that Jesus changed her mind and that what, what she did was wrong. And, and it, I mean, it was an outlaw for people, women that had been in the movement for decades because they trusted her, right? Damn. They trusted her as a spokesperson. And then they drug them. She drug them through the mud. I'm, I'm talking about full-blown, like, revelations on live TV of, like, this is wrong. And it's just so theatrical. Anybody with a set of fucking eyes could tell she was being paid. But... Obviously, they're going to just say it was Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. But she came out and admitted that she was bribed. Mm-hmm. Some people are even saying now, like, oh, well, clearly she's insane. Why believe a word she says? Um, but then a preacher came out and got on the documentary and was like, honestly, I'm going to be real. This is the most unethical thing we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And that made it pretty real. And, and I think that those are the little moments in overlap that we don't get to see. Because we can't be aware of everything all the time where people know how to manipulate people and get them to vote. Yeah. And it is it is presenting, and even even in this case where they had a closed council, literally, a, like, closed capital, and they passed this bill in Tennessee, the ACLU is now, you know, doing a lot of suing, which is dope or whatever. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, the fact that it even, I mean, I'm just, I was, I was pretty blown away. Um, mostly just because years ago I was, I like called my, one of my best friends when I heard this bill, I was like, cause I, you know me, I love Nashville. I'm from here. Like I want to see change in the state. Mm-hmm. And you know, we actually had a few abortion clinics compared to Alabama and Mississippi. We're like the fucking haven for abortion clinics and that's dope. And now like, where are we at? And I, I remember when that first became an ideal and I was like, oh, this shit's going to get passed. I don't know when it's going to get passed, but it's going to get passed. And this was just like a fucking boot to the heel. I think that it's way less about way less about if you think it's a baby, right? It's mm-hmm. way less about if, if it is okay, let's have a philosophical fucking conversation, right? Mm-hmm. God, let's not. Um, you usually, I'm, I sh- I'm, t- I'm talking to Republican people, and that's not fair. I know that some Republicans are different. And again, I'm not trying to polarize this because I hate that about this. I mean, it's, but it's inherently polarized. Right. If you care about abortion so much, why do you hate sex education? Now, that's, yeah. If nah, you, if yeah, you yeah, hate yeah. abortion so much, why don't you give a fuck about o- orphanages in your state? Why don't you why why would you want a kid in DCS, a 16-year-old girl that's probably a victim that is pregnant to have that baby when it's literally just going to put her in a cycle of poverty? Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. Now, listen. Let, let, let me tell you what I think. Let me Do tell it. you what I think. I think Do that it. I think that sex is is scary to a lot of people, and I think that it's scary because it is it's a powerful thing. I I, th- I think that when it, when it, when it comes to this issue of abortion, but 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 juxtaposing it, especially in the South, with the fact that it's like we don't want anybody to get abortion, but we also don't want people to have access to contraception. I guess you just want to keep a slave class. You well, okay. So this this is an issue that I don't see as economic. Okay, and I I, <laughs> I see I see ninety percent. That's Maybe fair. even ninety percent, ninety five percent of like American political issues is having an economic root. Mm. I think that this one, this is one that is inherently religious. I think that yes. oftentimes religion serves, or rather, historically, religion has served as a means to to control women's bodies for. The, for the explicit fact that men didn't want to father children that weren't his or 
he didn't want competition from mates. And mm. this is kind of like an evolutionary right. biology thing. It's my shit. I think that 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 religion has been kind of like the weapon to ensure that the group of privileged and powerful men have the most reproductive options. This is just my personal opinion. Yeah. I think that that line of thinking is outdated. I think that religion is outdated too. Mm. But I think that that's just something we've never like. I think that 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 the whole piety and the purity culture kind of thing puritanism is wild yeah historically it is fucked to the brink and it's also you know you 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 you, you have the potential to cede a whole lot of control when it comes to sex like I mean, obviously as your body but also just as your mind yeah like, i have to know, work like, on that as a woman all the time that's why i do rope you, and stuff like having control and yeah working on control issues and stuff um because you you know, like, I mean, like, even, like, in the head, like, you know, like, good sex can fuck somebody's head up for, like, men and women. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of men get scared of that. Oxytocin is real. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely not the most emotionally attached person ever, but I can admit that oxytocin is real. But with that being said, it, it, it to, 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 to touch on your point, it is absolutely hypocritical and it's cruel to limit abortions while you're also limiting sex education and contraception. That, 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 Why that, isn't yeah. there no male contraception? They're working on. They're working on a pill. But we have thirteen different forms of birth control. Why the fuck are we just now working on male birth control? Why the fuck? Why the fuck? Why the fuck? Yeah. Like we have so many options. It's it has been solely our responsibility. When the pill was a thing, it revolutionized the world for women. Like Mm -hmm. we could go to work. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's another thing that I hate. Mm -hmm. The government hates women. I hate saying that so fucking like. And it's it's much deeper than that. I know these people are just trying to do their jobs, like some of them. Uh-huh. And, and, I, and I, I hate to even be that black and white because I know it's not that black and white. But this is also some shit that's deep within my soul. And I feel like you literally put the responsibility of reproduction on women. Mm-hmm. It is 2020. Mm-hmm. And you can't go other than getting a vasectomy, which a lot of the time they won't allow you to do until you're a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not 100% effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, and it is 2020. We're just now working on other ways for males to have contraception. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's so indicative of a system that wants to keep people in a very specific place. You can see that all around the world. You can go to places like India, um, and they're doing so many studies, excuse me, about getting women education Mm -hmm. and keeping them from getting pregnant and how it's affecting the population, how it's affecting their politics, how it's affecting just these women's families and giving these people even the opportunity to not be married to someone to be able to have money, right? Because that's the whole thing. Your your parents are going to set you up with someone that's an ideological match. The families get to know each other in communities. If it's an arranged marriage, it might not be. In certain parts of India, that's not a thing. Um, but if it is, you know, that that's it's also usually a very uh, financial motivator, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a coalition of power. It's, it's, it's a whole communal decision. Yeah. That's fucking insane. As a white woman who was born in America, I didn't wake up and have people in my face telling me who to marry. And like it, it my, my dad didn't look me in the face and be like, listen, we might be homeless if you don't marry this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I never, my, my mom was an educator. I always knew that I had the, we didn't have money, but she was brilliant and she is brilliant. And I always knew I had the option to become something other than just a mother. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. You threw a lot at me there. So sorry. No, I, um. Education, education, healthcare, healthcare. 
I, I, I think I, I agree with what you're saying when it comes to keeping people in, in positions of subservience. And this is a hot take right here. Um, hot having, take. I'm not saying you shouldn't have children. I haven't decided on whether or not I want children. I'm saying you shouldn't have children. Having children increases your likelihood of remaining subservient to a system that doesn't work for you. Because as soon as you pop that child out, your life stops being about you, and it stops being about that child. Mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson, um, <laughs> you know Tucker, Tucker mm-hmm. right, he was on some bullshit. He was like, like he was talking about like you know the the left is starting like cultural revolution or whatever. Right. But he said something to the effect of that deep inside, like all humans want to create, and the highest form of creation is reproduction and I literally am lucky that I still have eyes because I don't know if I've ever rolled my eyes harder than that. And 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 I, I feel Hot I, day. I, I feel bad. I feel bad because it's not my intention to make anybody feel bad for desiring a child. I think that we've progressed enough as a species to where we can begin to imagine ourselves, just like you said, you could imagine yourself as something other than a mother. You can imagine yourself as something beyond a parent. We've done enough on this planet to where we can say, I don't have to just reproduce. Like, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not totally at the whim of my biology. To a degree, you are. I think right. to a degree you're always going to... And gonna, we need to be able to accept that. Right. Mm. Um, I think we're a long way off from that one. God, uh, yeah, I know. You know um, it, it, and I, I think it's it's a society, a health, it, there's, there's a healthier... Because I, I always tell people it's like, why, when, when people have a child, who really sits down and says, why do I want children? I have so many awful things to say answer that question. I'm going to let you say them in a second. I don't think that you should birth a child without saying, why do I want this? And if these are your answers, I think that you need to rethink the game because the Bible tells me so. Mm. Bad reason. Mm. Because I want somebody to take care of me when I get old. Bad reason. Historically, Um, though, I mean, that's fucking why people have kids. It's a cheap labor. (laughs) Because I want to... I want something to take care of. Bad reason. It's going to fix my marriage. Bad reason. Not going to fix your marriage. So really, when, when, it, when it really gets down to... Not going to literally fix anything. Let's, let, like, I, let, let's brainstorm on beyond the fact that your cellular makeup is advancing the idea that, hi, I'm a cell and I like to reproduce. Please reproduce because that's the nature of life. What real logical reason is it that you want to do this? Because I think a lot of people just don't know what else the fuck to do. Oh, and and good and, point. and 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 you know and 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 there's also self actualization to a degree. We're gonna come back to that idea of self actualization. There's also uh, you know there, there there are people that don't necessarily get the choice to even have that conversation about why do I want this? Because if there's a lack of I access to contraception and there's a lack of of examples that say, well, you don't have to be a parent if you don't want to. It's Abuse something is that so just happens. cyclical. Abuse is so fucking cyclical. Um, and, you know, if your idea of, of having a child, like you want to have a child for self-actualiza- uh, self-actualization, bad reason. Because what you're doing is you're bringing another person into the world. They have no control over that. So you can get your own kicks, which is violently selfish. Right. And But it, in- interestingly enough, like the, the religious narrative is you're selfish not to reproduce. 
Right. Yeah, no, no, no. And that's super, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. And I don't ever want to make people feel alienated because of what they want. I got plenty of friends with kids. My sister has two kids. Like, my niece and nephew are the shit. Um, but, you know, my sister will tell you she sacrificed everything to raise those fucking kids. She didn't have a fucking man around to, like, financially support her. Mm-hmm. Boss-ass bitch got a good job and worked her ass off. Still works her ass off. My sister's my hero. Um, and she'll tell you that being pregnant put her, she got pregnant at 20, like put her, my mom got pregnant at 16. Um, so as far as being a product of your environment, I'm clearly a product of mine. Um, I saw my mom and her, she, her struggle for, you know, like her fucking sense of worth and like knowing who she was, um, because she spent like literally all her entire life raising children Mm -hmm. and that shit comes up in parenthood. And so those coming back to self-actualization, that is so important and, and people take it and it sounds it sounds like this like woke bullshit thing to say, you know, I'm trying to be I'm trying to self actualize like, right. What do you what do you need to do that? Is it your art? Is it your music? Is it is it your family? Is it your identity? Is it the way people see you? How do you see yourself? Um, if you need another human being to basically be that mirror you know, and people do that in romanticism and people do that in relationships anyway. You don't necessarily have to create a whole other person. But the ideal that that will give you um accurate mirror of yourself is like, first of all, what the fuck are you talking about? That is a human being mm-hmm. that you are you are you are still self-searching in. You want that person to be uh, and these are not all parents. There are wonderful parents out there, but that you want this human being to be some sort of sh- like piece of you. How much of to the piece of you, you literally took the words out of my mouth. How much of having children is rooted in the fact that you are existentially afraid of the fact that you will cease to exist? Ooh. And the, the child is a representation of a part of me will live on. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that, well, we're going to sound like fucking social. <laughs> the fact that anybody can have kids. Let's think about that. I'm not saying that's wrong. I just like to think about it i don't i don't i don't think it's wrong and again i'm not i don't want to these are my opinions i do not think that people that have children are bad people no i'm just saying i think that we've reached a point where just like you said you don't need children to toil the land anymore right so you have you have too many people on this planet yeah well I'm not, I, my, my, my thing is even a, a reproduction thing it's just like we we at least in the united states not everybody but most of us have Kids the luxury the bit to, to sit and say thinking about having a kid why is that something I want to do? And I just think that you should ask yourself that question before doing it. Right. How um, important is a lineage too? Like my dad, this is a good example. My dad was adopted. Mm-hmm. I was like his first real blood. That was like a really big deal for my father. Um, and you know, I know that if I don't reproduce, he won't have grandkids. He won't have anybody to carry on that name or whatever. Um, the thing and and that's you know that's especially like you know older men that's something that they think a lot about is like oh i gotta have a fuck am i so special though you know it's like well i'm not gonna have a legacy you know so okay who's gonna notice yeah who the fuck is gonna notice yeah yeah okay you could have been i mean i don't know i just i think it's almost a narcissistic quality to be like i have to continue my family line and again it is it is only human 
to to have that right. impulse. I'm no uh, no way above these people. I'm not better yeah. than if I got pregnant. Let's 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 put that out there. If I got pregnant right now, what would I do? I could say a million things of what would I do. Would that be what I do? Who fucking knows? I can't sit here and tell you I know exactly what I fucking do. I think I'd know. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been very careful to not get pregnant, so I will say that. But I mean, also my mom, she did True Love Weights, which was just like this crazy like Christian like wait till marriage program, but it did educate me about like STDs and you know just general protection. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it was way more about weight you know weight don't have sex which i hate mm-hmm. um i did learn some stuff so that's any sex education yeah. is good um even i don't really you know yeah you know, it's the same thing with marriage i mean at, le- at least in the institutional sense what real purpose does it serve because just like you were talking about in india historically marriage has been about the transfer of po- of property and power and wealth is yep. mainly what it was yep. or politics or politics um now it's I mean, there. I guess they're tax advantages, but like you could, you could effectively choose a life partner and not have the court involved. Mm-hmm. Why, why, you know, why do you need to go to the courthouse? And, and get you a have like license? no. I mean, I'm talking about India. I'm not talking about the United States. But you really, 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 really got to do some research and you know form your own opinions about religion and stuff. But I mean. The funny thing is, is that I was treated like with major respect as a woman while I was there. And a lot of people were like, oh, you're no, you're going to you're going to get raped on a bus. Like literally people would tell me that shit before I fucking went. And mm-hmm. I was just like, OK, God damn. Like um, went was treated with absolute respect, definitely in some weird situations just because like culturally it was different. Um, but uh, they, I met women that like <laughs> I met a woman that I took care of uh, when I volunteered in Calcutta that had acid thrown in her face and had no eyes. That was a fucking common thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's so wild to me that we are we think that education is, isn't connected to everything. But it is. If we can educate women, we can show them a possibility of having a career. Less people are having babies. Less people, people are having less babies in general. So maybe they're having only one instead of seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's statistically panning out all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, in Africa and in India, it, it yeah. is. As quality so of life increases, birth rates tend to decrease. The poorer people are, the more children they have. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yup. How do we call back um, Kanye West? Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, it, it, I, I always tell people, you know, a, a podcast is like literally just people just talking. Like I was listening to, uh, make, if, if you haven't heard about this already, there's a big censorship push happening, not on the part of the government, but on the part of these Fortune 500 companies. They're pulling their money out of Facebook and um, because they, they think that Facebook hasn't stood up to Donald Trump and censoring hate speech. Um, and so what other social media companies are doing, so these companies like Coke, for example, not advertising on Facebook anymore. They're taking their ad revenue away from Facebook. They're boycotting Facebook. So Twitter and Reddit and all these other companies don't want that to happen to them. YouTube, they don't want it to happen to them. So they are engaging in a crackdown on radical voices on both the left and the right. And this is happening at the same time as the Earn It Act, essentially. Yeah. Um, but the, the point that I'm bringing up is like, I was like doing some research into that and I discovered what is apparently a very popular podcast that I've just been missing out on called Chapo Trap House, oh, which shit. is, the, you know, it's, it's like a, like a really douchebag leftist uh, podcast, but I was listening to it and I was like, okay, well let's see what kind of leftist stuff that they're talking about. And they were talking about Entourage. <laughs> Holy like, shit. Geez, I haven't seen that show in forever. Now me neither. But the, the, the point of it is like, it's like. It takes vulnerability, Solomon, to say, oh, I've been nervous this whole time. 
Oh, dude, I don't. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I can tell that. Like, and I, I try to make like a. Not about you. I, I mean, about nervous. anybody. I don't get. I do get okay. nervous on certain things, but for the most part, I'm willing to speak my opinion. So this is this is what I've noticed about podcasting. On one hand, I think that that, that there there's there's an initial reaction. Like you, you sit down and the lights are on, the cameras on, you're in the microphone, and you want to sound like you know what you're talking about. LOL. But at the same time, and so so I can tell that people are like a little reserved. But at the same time, as soon as you put a microphone in somebody's face. They, they talk. Yeah, it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, I think I think it has something to do with, like, I don't know, you hear yourself and it's like, oh, fuck. You know, like, I just sound like I know what I'm talking about. But, like, just like I said in another episode, nobody knows what they're talking about. Nobody knows what the fuck that they're doing. The people that do have learned it through hard knocks and they're still figuring it out. And everybody else is just pretending like they haven't figured out. Um, but, no, like, you know, I, I make music. I do this as a way to let people who might be interested in my music get to know me as a dude. Right. You know, you're, and that's a fucking dope because like yeah. you don't touch kids and you fucking are going to be open about the things you believe in and what you want to see in your community. Well, not touching kids is kind of a low bar, but <laughs> is it? I don't know anymore, man. Did you see? So you saw that they arrested Epstein's girlfriend. Yeah. Fucking fuck off. Honestly. Oh, I'm so, why aren't we fucking screaming at the top of our lungs? We she, have so much going on. She's so, um, and I'm not, I'm Hillary not Clinton has to testify. You knew that? Yeah. I, I saw that too. Like they, so I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but this is way beyond conspiracy theory at this point. Um, we, we know that he was a sex trafficker. <laughs> we know that this woman who grew up in a wealthy family helped him sex traffic. Um, and we know that Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, all kinds of, 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 of people in government and, and, you know, in the world elite were hanging out with this dude. And there's just no way that you're going to sit here and tell me that these people were hanging around Jeffrey Epstein and not av- involved in his nefarious affairs. They're hopping on private planes, going to private islands where he's sex trafficking. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I guess that they're wealthy enough to like kind of skirt the consequences of it. I guess that, you know, they, they probably all like banded together to just make sure that he couldn't talk. This girl that they just arrested, she's on suicide watch. Um, and I, I feel like at this point they can't, they, they like, no, they can't just like off her and cause then everybody will be like, okay, here the fuck we go. No, they won't. Um, but I think I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. This is way Nobody past, will give a fuck. Way, this is way past conspiracy territory at this point. Right. Wait, like I, I the, you, you have factual information or, or things that you can, factual evidence rather that you can point to is like, wow, this is like some deep shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some entrenched and, systemic you know, like that that just scary. goes back to the thing to where it's like you 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 have to put brakes on these people and what they're able to do um like you like i think like you know i g- government is kind of like the price that we pay to live in an organized society but like you like you earlier you were mentioning the government hates women which may or may not be true mentioning. i'm of the mind that we don't have a government. We have a class right. of corporate overlords. Right, I agree with you. Who they write, hate women too. They write laws. Like they cuz they, they they write these bills and they write these laws. The congressmen don't write them. Yeah, I mean lobbyists just... write these laws and they 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 push them through with campaign donations. Mm-hmm. Um but no, like you know, I know we started about Kanye and I I stand by everything that I said just to recap what I said about Kanye. Um don't panic until Kanye West files the paperwork for this election if he does file the paperwork for this election panic (laughs) 
Um, panic. Don't be, panic. Because th- th- there is enough evidence to suggest that just based on his general life trajectory, every time somebody said, you can't fucking do this, he has done it. In I don't addition, think we should all stop paying fucking attention. I know that sounds crazy, right, but you can't. Where we, you can't, and you're inflating these egos. I mean, as us even sitting here talking about it, is it furthering him? People might not even know that Kanye West is running for president until they hear this, and then what are they going to do? Look it up and be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm voting for Kanye." A lot of people are saying that. Oh hell! Uh, Pe- people are already saying that. God damn! Um, and like I said, it you know it, it's one thing if they say it; it's another thing if he's on the ballot and they say right, it. Right, 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 right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 again, I do not want to tell anyone how to vote. I, what I've said has been my opinion and I am totally open to any kind of conversation and dialogue about the things I feel, the things I fear. Um, I'm not going to vote for Kanye though. No, I'm not. I'm going to, I'm going to suck it up. And I got to like really do some soul searching about how I feel like with his music at this point. Cause it's like, I, okay. Yeah, I mean, this, this, you know, we, we could talk about the whole separate the art from the artist thing. versus artist baby um ad nauseum i mean he like how do i feel about that mm. i think it depends on the person how i feel about that i think uh for kanye i mean you know i don't con, con, the, the the one one interesting thing, thing about kanye like you know when, when you look at the music industry there's so many men who have abused their power as far as like their relationships with women they've assaulted, they've abused, they've raped. That is something that Kanye West, we, we don't have any, like like Kanye West has never had a me too movement. He seems like he's been well behaved in that respect. Um, so based on like, kind of like the, the things that we, we, we cancel people for in this society, Kanye West hadn't done any of those things. He said some dumb shit, (laughs) but that's really, did we make Kanye West run for president? And I think he made his mind up a long time ago that he was going to do that. But I, mean, I think, and I think that he made his mind up when after the Taylor Swift thing. People want these celebrities to win, man. Some people do. It yeah, fucking blows my mind. Um, I remember, and I think this is true for for Donald Trump too, because like, so Barack Obama was president. He's you know like the most popular. Like he's he was a politician, but also just a massive celebrity. Right. Donald Trump popped up and was doing this whole birther thing. Donald Trump showed up to the. Um, what was it called? The the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Yeah. And he had a table. And w- at the Correspondents' Dinner, the president, ro- he like he roasts people. Mm-hmm. Right? He roasts the media. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump was on his birther tour. He got roasted by Obama. And I think that he took it personally. I think that's the when he decided he was going to run for president. And, <laughs> yeah, I think he was going to run for president and, and try to undo Obama's legacy. I think Obama's that that's got what some singers, man. But that motherfucker's funny. <laughs> Kanye... Mm-hmm. After the Taylor Swift thing, they caught Obama off mic asking him how he felt about him. He's like, oh, Kanye's a jackass. <laughs> and I think that Kanye took that personally. I think that's when he decided that he was going to be, he, he was going to run for president. It was then. That is a hot take. Yeah, I I, th- I think that Barack Obama had that effect on a lot of people. God damn. Because um, like I said, like Kanye and Trump, the same dude. Same fucking dude. That is wild to think about. Think of, like, but think about no, it. No, I know. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's so crazy. It's on an opposite spectrum. It's on the another end of a spectrum, but it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, it. I like, the the only point that I was really making about it is like this. this like the the presidency shouldn't be a joke. I think it's becoming more and more a joke. I think the presidents are becoming. They they. You. I mean, there's an argument to be made that the the executive branch is the weakest of the three branches. 
of government. Do you feel like um, ranking ranked voting would benefit here in the United States? Okay, explain to me what that is because that's not a concept I'm familiar with. Um, so ranked voting is a system basically where it's it's literally just what it's called. You're putting people in an order. So like you would put your first pick, second pick, third pick, and they do it in Britain. Um, and it seems to alleviate a lot of this, like, well, this is a trash candidate. This is a trash candidate. I'm going to vote for Kanye West kind of feel because it is ranked voting. Um, I don't know. You should look it up. It's interesting to me. Based on the way that you're explaining that to me, I don't know if it would make a difference. I mean, because yeah. uh, I, this is, when, when, it, when, it, when it, like, I, I go back to the economic thing so much. We, we, first of all, we never had a democracy to begin with. We have a republic. Yeah, we elect people to elect people for us, or, or we, we we well we do, but we also elect people to write laws for us. But we don't we don't we don't directly elect hardly anybody. Right. There's always some like you know uh, organized body like the Democratic National Convention, and mm. they're like you know you know um, electors on the electoral college and yeah. that sort of thing that stand in between us and the people that that, that are in office. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as capitalism continues to grow uh, the trajectory it is, it's like governments are rendered ineffective. Right. Like governments are in service mm -hmm. to these corporations and they effectively make the rules. Yep. Um, capitalism is convenient and it's comfortable. It's also inherently undemocratic because money becomes the arbiter of how the rules get made. Mm -hmm. And so I don't care what kind of legislative or what kind of electoral system you have, yeah. Whoever has the wealth is always going to be at an advantageous position over you. Right. And, you know, I, it, it doesn't have to be like that. Do you think moving would help? Where are you going to go? I, no, I, I say the same thing to people who are like a fucking Cause, hate. Because like it's not, it's not a, it, it, when, when capitalism is, I'm talking, it's not, it's not just a local issue anymore. It's a global problem. This, this is a global thing. Like, you know, like Amazon don't just sell shit in the United States. Yep. You know, it, it we, we focus on America because we live here. Yep. Yep, yep. I even thought about, like, and I, like, it's it's kind of like with policing, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I believe in divesting funds from the police towards programs that look after people's material interest. I can't stress that material interest part enough. Yeah. I, I, I believe in divesting money from police departments towards... Healthcare towards education, towards more social workers, you know. Yep. I believe in selling off those fucking like armored personnel carriers and assault rifles they have, you know, to yep. pay to make sure that people have their needs looked after. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also thought about this. In the capitalist system that we have, let's let's just assume that these corporate over overlords decide to throw us a bone. And they do that. Yeah. How long is it before somebody organizes a private police force that rich people can 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 pay for themselves that have no oversight and no no nobody to regulate them? Right. Now is that better than what we have? Because mm. it's, it's it's not like and it's it's not like uh it's not like that's unheard of. South Africa has private police. Yeah. South Africa is one of the most unequal societies on earth in terms of wealth and in terms of the racial power dynamics. Yep. Um, you know, so it, 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 it's important to look at this issue of policing, but you just can't look at it separate from the broader thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. Like this, this, 
this is a podcast about whatever the fuck I want to be at about. I'm I'm I, I'm a musician. This is a three hour long podcast. <laughs> this is I think this might be the longest episode so far. God damn. We're only at two hours and three minutes. Typically oh, we I go shit. about two hours. I'll go a little bit longer. Okay. Um I am a musician who sticks his nose where it doesn't belong as far as politics is Why? concerned. Why? Why do you feel like that? Because I, I, I have a, I think I have a limited understanding of, of, of the policies. What, what, what I do understand I, at a very base level, and you don't need to be a policy expert to understand this. I understand that the trajectory that we are on creates a world of serfs and billionaire overlords. Because right now, you could you, you could have a nice management job, making 80, 90K in an office, and life is easy for you. 20 years from now, that 80, 90K is going to look more and more like 30K compared to Jeff Bezos and compared to Mark Zuckerberg. And they are working harder and harder and harder and harder to co-op power away from you as an individual citizen. But we're giving it to them as well. As in, in our consumption habits, you're right. You're 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 absolutely right. Like, you know, you when when it, when it comes to like, you know, data privacy and all that kind of stuff, like we give that shit away every day. Yep. And it's my 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 personal belief is that the way to combat that is becoming less consumer centric. Mhm. How do you become less consumer centric? You got to find shit that makes you feel good that you do. You're not going to find fulfillment in buying shit. Yep. Um, but it, it, I, I say this to say, like you know, I and I, we, I, we we've talked about music in every episode, but all these the all of these episodes are developing a political tinge, and I think that's important because these are just inherently political times. Right. right like this right. is a real watershed moment. Yeah. Um, We're witnessing, I fucking think, a revolution of and and acts of war, the ha- like the hacking, anonymous hacking, the little black book. I I, I agree, but it, it could go either way because like well, the, the the thing that's happening right now that, that 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 I'm a little alarmed by is the fact that on on the cultural issues, like the the the, the NFL, oh shit, the NFL is going to do they're going to before the national national anthem, yeah. They're going to do Lift Every Voice and Sing, which we call, historically, was called the Negro National Anthem, right. they called it. It's a dope song, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard it. This is the same. I, 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 okay, I did not know if a lot of white people had heard it, but let me it's tell you, white folks, song, dude. when white folks, when, 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 when NFL comes back, you white folks going to be hearing a lot of it. <laughs> um, but but the, thing, the thing of it is, it's like, this is the same NFL that, like, shat on Colin Kaepernick, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, wait, we understand yeah. now. We get racism. Here's your song. Yeah, you're not gonna like. It's not gonna work for me for you to keep doing all of this symbolic virtue virtue signaling, and 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 not start seeding some economic power. I would have so much respect for these companies if they were like, you know what? Like, like I mean, you use Jeff Bezos as an example. Jeff Bezos leaked this email that he personally sent allegedly to an angry Amazon customer because this Amazon customer allegedly sent an email like, Jeff Bezos, I'm never going to shop at Amazon again because you put Black Lives Matter on the website, blah, 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 blah. And Jeff Bezos allegedly took it upon himself to personally reply to this man's email. I'm like, this man is worth $175 billion fucking dollars. You think he found time out of his day to send you this fucking email? But that's the story that he told us, so we're going to go with that story. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what I wanted to see. You 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 want to you want to help black folks, Jeff Bezos? 
pay Amazon employees a living wage. Let them unionize. Give them a stake in the company. Share the profits with them. That's the kind of shit that I want to see. I don't want to see you put Black Lives Matter on the fucking website because it doesn't cost you a goddamn thing to do it. It doesn't cost you a thing to fucking do it. You're just being trendy. You're just being fucking trendy. And it's, 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 it's economically advantageous for you because you know that people won't stop spending your money with that company. Truth. Um, but but, but, but that's, that's, that's the general corporate consensus right what now. What do you feel it, like we can do as, as like people in your community and in your um, peer group? What do you feel like we need to do to make this more than a trend and make it a movement and make it long-lasting and make it about the system and make it about the dismantling uh, over time and the stamina, you know, to have the stamina? What I would personally say is whenever some fucked up shit happens, redirect your energy towards the economic root of it. I'm going to use Breonna Taylor as an example because you're on Instagram. You see everybody saying, what have you done for Breonna Taylor today? Mm -hmm. And Breonna Taylor should not be dead. Nope. It, it, It was an absolute atrocity what happened to her. I do believe on principle that those officers should be held accountable. Yep. And I'm not going to get into my whole prison thing, but I am going to say this. Right. Brianna Taylor would not be dead if not for the war on drugs. Brianna Taylor is dead because we deputized police officers as an effective standing army on U.S. soil and gave them the authority to knock down the door, oftentimes to the wrong fucking house, yep. and come in shooting and get surprised when people who are sleeping shoot back at them. What, like so they 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 like in, in in Kentucky they threw us a bone they were like we're 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 gonna we're gonna pass Brianna's law and we're gonna ban yeah, no knock help. warrants don't ban like you you pass Brianna's law and decriminalize illicit substances send people to rehab instead of to prison that's the Brianna's law that I want to see so yep. you're as, as far as people that are around me. Like we we're talking about the police right now. Like whenever, when, whenever you see an instance of police brutality, you can acknowledge the element that race plays into it, but say the police are here to protect the class hierarchy. That's why they're here. That's the part that that I think that we're missing. The war on drugs is the biggest load of horseshit, and I don't give a fuck about how people feel about, um, you know. There's no bad drug or whatever, whatever. You know, I have my opinions about all that. But, I mean, just the simple fact of the matter is there are people that are very invested in controlling who gets to have these pills and potions, as I guess I should say. Um, The alternative forms of medicine, uh, hallucinogens, they're so fucking important and they were a part of medicine until the war on drugs. And so much research was lost, destroyed. Um, it, It is such, again, a way to keep people depressed, sad, broke, on on drugs that they themselves are making and creating even larger problems, becoming addicts, um, instead of, you know, they're not given the ability to even explore these things in safe territories. And, like, the education, again, is not there. The education is on purpose not there because these are another avenues that we can be less depressed, and they're not for everyone. We're talking about economic roots to problems, right? Right, right, right. So, and and there's a lot to be said with the war on drugs. Because in, in a lot of ways, the war on drugs is a war on black people. It's a war on poor people. 100%. In addition to that, it, it you know, it, 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 it heavily criminalized heroin as we knew it. Yep. And it gave corporations the license to make 
a legal version of it. Yep. In Oxycontin. Stigmatized. So it's like black okay, and brown people you, all over. You're selling the same fucking thing. But Meth, w- w- crack. Yeah, like because it's like Adderall yep. is methamphetamine. Yeah, it's just a couple, couple. Little so you, it, it's not that you have a problem with illicit substances. No, you, 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 you got that shit in your diet pills, girl. You created a labor base through prison. You, 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 you sold a lot of shares to investors with private prison stocks. You, 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 you know, you did, you did a lot of bullshit, <laughs> and so it's like. That's what I said when it's, when it, when it's like you know it's, it's not that the government doesn't want anybody to have any fun. It's just that you have corporations who influence your government to look after their material interests before yours. Um, you know, and yeah. You know, How I'll, many people? You well, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to ask you. I do feel like if hallucinogens were a part of mainstream therapy, we would have a lot less people willing to pick up guns and go kill people they've never. No, met I, I I agree. the 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 issue is as and soon I think that works is, in is favor. like if, if, as soon as you start favoring psilocybin over, you know what whatever antidepressant there is, those companies go out of business. Yep. Billions. And again, they're they're I'm I'm like I said I'm I'm not gonna I'm not you I'll let you make your own moral judgments. I'm taking it as simple as. Drug manufacturers are looking after their own material interests, and those material interests are inherently at odds with yours. Yep. Bernie Sanders was big about going after the drug companies. They're not. They're you know they're 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 not doing anything good for anybody. Oh my god, it's so obvious and painful. There's just you know nobody wants to take that that pay cut. All right, I'm. I, I feel like I'm getting closer and closer to saying something that's going to get me in trouble. Oh, so. I feel like I've already done that at least several times. Hold on. Anyway, uh, this this episode was originally about Kanye West. We got way off the Kanye reservation, but I just want to recap what I said about Kanye one more time. Kanye is eligible. It, well, Kanye has until anywhere between July 15th and September 4th to get on the ballot in 42 of 50 states. He's missed the deadline. I'm sorry. I, I've been saying 42 the entire time. Uh, but just... it's it's... He's... He, there, there's six states that he's ineligible for, so he's eligible in 44 Four states. states yeah, yeah um, but anyway, he's eligible in 44 states if he goes ahead and files the paperwork. He hadn't done that done. yet. If he does it, you should fucking panic. And if he does it, I'll do a follow-up episode to this to figure out what the fuck we do next. But, you know, the, the other huge theme in this episode is that you are watching a fast moving coup not between one one arm of the government and another but from the arm of corporate interests to take over your government so that you are in subservience to the billionaire class and it is not a world you want to live in so you know when 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 wh- whatever weird shit happens here just like look for the truth of okay how is this helping some rich dude consolidate power? I think I'm done. Much love. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. That was fun. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right, next week, guys.